ladies and gentlemen, a special second Vleeties in one week for free. Apple Podcast, Spotify. I'm here, Trovo.live slash Vleeties, but the triple cast is back. YouTube.com slash Ryan Van Vliet. Watch, you can watch it there live, but as soon as these are like done, they're immediately copywritten, ripped down, because we got some treats tonight, okay? This is one of those nights. Uh, and then we're also on twitch.tv slash Real Vleeties. The Kyle Jackson sounders are over there. The Vince Russo sounders are over there. When you listen live, you can interrupt. You can use Vleetcoin, Bits. You could be a subscriber on Trovo. You could do a TTS. I have Botrix open. I have it. Yes, it's open. We can confirm it that it's open now. I'm alive. I've made it. There's no Geezy. He didn't make it. So who made it? Sonic Gino made it. The biggest wrestler the biggest wrestler, the biggest wrestling uh, fan ever, maybe. I, I give it to you, Gino. I think you might like wrestling more than me. I wouldn't be surprised if that may be the case with how much I watch because I, it fluctuates how many hours I watch every week depending on what's happening, but I know it's like too much every week, yeah, but, but I can't stop watching it. You never binge Big Brother 19 like I do. You never go through like, oh, I just want to watch Drew Gooden YouTube videos for like hours. I go through these weird spurts where – I want to watch bar down quizzes forever. I I have times where I know Raw happened. I could probably watch Raw, but I don't want to. I I still haven't watched this week's Monday Night Raw. I don't want to. It, and I'm turning into one of these fans that almost hates the WWE, and I don't want to be this person. But, Gino, they're ripping away NXT, and I'm part of the problem. I admit it. I've never, like, I haven't watched, like, five NXTs in a row. So maybe that's where they're like, well, he stopped watching. Let's just fucking change it then. But I'm super I'm super frustrated to hear. Now I'm even hearing conflicting reports where people are saying, well, Vince and Bruce are really just, they're really just handling like the really big picture stuff. But Triple H and Sean are still day to day. Like it's like the, it's like the office when Michael and Jim were co-managers. There's no way they're going to be able to coexist. Like all I could imagine right now is Vince and Bruce really trying to fire Johnny Gargano. Like, isn't that just the obvious, this guy doesn't fit any WWE mold that's ever existed. Who's expendable? Johnny Gargano. He's gone. It's sad that, yeah, Johnny Gargano's probably going to be let go when they do have this full control that Vince's going to have, which is going to be in no time whatsoever. At least we still have these couple episodes that are taped where we can at least be in the moment of when NXT was still alive and well before we get the big changes. The new, yeah, the new logo didn't scare me. For those who don't know, NXT released like this colorful rainbowy logo, this Pride Month logo. And Dynamite. Yeah, some people were saying it was just a ripoff of the Dynamite logo. If, if anything, it looks more Nickelodeon-y, you know? And I was wondering if the first order of business for Vince and Bruce was, we need to make this more kid-friendly, okay? All these skulls and eagles and shit. Triple H is a big metalhead. No, nobody likes metal, okay? They want to listen to Cardi B, damn it. Like, There's such yes, a huge difference. Pop music instead of new metal with Poppy. So, again, it's going to be the last few weeks we're going to have Poppy and her soundtrack for NXT. It's going to well, be changed even, to Wallet. Even more than – yeah, exactly. That's the perfect example of, like, okay, Triple H has no more control. Now that it's going to be Wale, I bet we're going to get a Cardi B song here and there. Imagine Dragons is probably working on the new theme – it's just everything that Triple H. Now I, I like I noticed when it happened. I I had all this the WWE 2003 DVDs. I remember Trapped. I remember Breaking Benjamin. For those who were here live, I listened to a little Breaking Benjamin before we started. 
I remember listening to uh, Trust Company and all of these bands. Metallica even had St. Anger on the SummerSlam soundtrack. Br- Build a Bridge by Limp Biscuit was on the Survivor Series 03 soundtrack. And then I remember uh, SummerSlam 04 came a strutting in. And although our friend uh, Jeffrey Hamilton, the great Hambino, although he's a big fan of Nelly, I remember when that Nelly song happened. That was probably the death of like good. Now, Alter Bridge came there. Sure, 05, they tried to bring back new metal. But even 04 SummerSlam, Vince was like, you know what? We might be able to do rap music. We might be able to have fun theme songs with different pay per views. What if we did a Great Balls of Fire pay per view? And the theme song was Great Balls of Fire. Do you know, do you remember when this was the, was the theme song of the summer? Do you remember this? Yeah. Oh, you're on Discord. You might not be able to hear it. I can hear somebody. At least it's good. Peace quality. Yeah. yeah. I... I'm a get, get, get it poppin'. I'm a, I'm a get, get, get it poppin'. And I just remember watching wrestling. You know, this was in 04. I really liked Nelly. I liked Fat Joe. But I like, it's like pizza and ice cream. Don't mix them together. And it felt like they were mixing wrestling with this thing that wasn't supposed to be mixed. Nothing about this song or this vibe is like, wow, I can't wait to watch Triple H versus Eugene in a hardcore match tonight at SummerSlam. So WWE does these things, and I know that's 04 SummerSlam I'm talking about, but it definitely feels like Vince and Bruce are like, let's make, let's completely 180 NXT. People stop watching it because it's for metalheads. It almost feels like what they did to ECW, and that's why in the title on the Trovo stream, I have WWE ECW because it does feel a little like, now I listen to Bruce on Something to Wrestle With where they talk about if ECW was so great, it would still be around. And I bet you and me sitting here going, NXT's the best. I love NXT. Vince and Bruce are probably going, if NXT was so great, it would have won the Wednesday Night War, but it lost Gino. Sadly, that is probably how they see it, and especially like how they then also see this new talent. And this weekend, I think it's this Saturday, Bruce is going to be in the Performance Center, and it's not required for people to come in, but he probably will be like, the six foot guys can come in. You guys who are like thirty and under six foot don't come. Oh, Over I'm, thirty six foot don't come. I'm so proud of MD, MDK. Corrected me. He is right. Nelly was used in the 05 SummerSlam. 04 was that weird Rush song. Hey, I'm gonna wonder what I'm gonna do because there ain't no cure for the summertime blues. I'm drinking this water right here for Ricardio, a little hydrate. This is the last Vleeties in this closet, by the way. We're, We're moving on up. You can't see the closet on Trovo. You can't see it on the podcast. But this has been the pod closet. I mean, this has been where I've been doing. This is like NXT in here. It's this underground, sweaty, dingy arena. It's like ECW. And Vince and Bruce want to make sure they just record it before Raw. Isn't that what's going to happen? Isn't it just going to become... Well, fuck. We got it. USA wants an episode of NXT. It's, it seems like that's what they're going to do. Because, again, they want to bring it back on the road and all this. Which takes away a lot of the special feeling that NXT was. Again, like... When they did coconut loops, when I randomly was able to get them here in Georgia and see them live, it was special with NXT. And now if they're just on the road with Raw and SmackDown, it's just going to feel like it's not the same. Yeah, it, it definitely is like this. We are in a new... This is a brave new world, okay? This is a brave new world where 
NXT is no longer NXT. It just feels like it's it feels like it's NXT the the first one. And maybe not even the first one, not the game show, but the second one where it was Derek Bateman and and Johnny Curtis and Maxine. You know, it just sort of feels like kind of the land of the misfit toys. Hey, we're going to put I know you see the green screen. I I did that on purpose. I wanted everyone to celebrate. This is the closet. Like people don't oh, know. Catch the buzz, feel the sting. Tyler Spider. Like this was that room on YouTube where it was like, hey, what's all that random foam shit hanging behind him? Like this is that room. This is that closet. It's not like I got another room. Uh, the main reason for this room was because I was podcasting uh, in. I don't even remember where. That's my favorite thing about my life is I can't remember shit because this I had stuff in here. This was a storage. This is a storage closet. So I had stuff in here and I don't remember what I had in here. But I didn't do this until maybe about eight months into living in this place. And I've been here for like three years. So and I can't even remember where I did it at my last apartment. I always forget where I had the Goldberg blanket is still here. Everyone in the chat, Maddie Spice, what happened to the Goldberg blanket? Don't worry. It's around. My son uses the Goldberg blanket. My dad was really excited to see it when he was here a few months ago because he was holy shit. You still have this blanket, damn it. My dad's Vince, by the way. But. I just look at this. Now, I have watched this. Of course, I have not watched Raw yet, but I have watched some clips of WWE CW, mainly stuff that I really remember enjoying and stuff that uh, our best friend Bruce kind of shat on. Like, And even Conrad shat on the, the – do you remember the Big Show and Ric Flair match, Gino? They had this Extreme Rules match on ECW. I – Definitely do because uh, this one podcast I listened to called Deadlock because it's YouTubers I followed for a long time, Tony Pizza Guy, Pulse, and New Legacy. They talked about this whole episode from ECW where Ric Flair had this killer match that it shouldn't have happened on ECW. Yeah, it just felt weird. It felt, and I remember I watched all the episodes of ECW. It was an hour long, so even if it sucked, at least it was fast. Like it's it's the opposite of Raw, where Raw's like. Well, it sucks, and it's really long, so I just sit. Uh, last night, I was sitting on my couch loving dynamite, just sitting there eating sunflower seeds and drinking a, drinking a, a, a what's it called, a what? not a wine cooler, a seltzer, and just enjoying wrestling. Wow, dynamite's a fantastic, fun Wednesday program. And when I watch Raw, it's like, oh, this is so long. Now, I remember in 06, 07, when I was watching ECW, I do sit there. I, I remember watching it and just kind of going, oh, at least it's quick. It's got some spots that, are, you know, it was fun to play play homage to the early ECW, but also have some fun with kind of the newer stuff they were trying. I didn't remember. Now, I wasn't – I watched ECW on TNN, or obviously, Friday nights, TNN, the Friday Night Thrill Zone. Got to watch uh, Roller Jam right afterwards. I watched a lot of that stuff. I, I didn't watch it, you know, in 95, 96 – so the, the era of ECW that I got to see with Carino, with Rhino, with Mike Awesome, uh, I enjoyed it. But I didn't not, I didn't hate WWE CW like all the, the loyalists did, all the ECW purists. But I have a feeling that Bruce and Vince kind of have this same idea where it's like, well, people say they hated ECW, but it had a million viewers a week. Uh, NXT right now only averages, what, 800,000 viewers a week, which – it's different times, you know. I know Kevin and I talk about this all the time. It's different times. I don't I don't count as a viewer of NXT because I watch it the next day or I watch it, you know, I, I watch it later on or I watch it illegally. So, and I know they probably really hate that. But 
you can't say that 800,000 viewers in 2006 is the same as it is now. I guarantee more people are watching NXT than we're watching that ECW. I could agree with that statement because I don't think it was that easily able to be found on other services back then. So again, you had to watch it live on television. So it would yeah. be like a we. It's the comparison you should not have to make because how times have changed. Well, and I, still, I, I, I had think- a DVR. Yeah, I, I had a DVR. Like it wasn't like I watched it live, but at least there was a metric that they could use. To, I think Bruce even talked about the plus five or the plus seven or the plus three, whatever. It was like. If you, I would be one of those people that probably plus three DCW, where it was the next day. Now I can fast forward to commercials. SmackDown, I could watch it. It was on Friday, so I'd watch it Saturday mornings. Fast forward to the commercials. So it was fun. Esteban Apple says. Oh, why didn't it read it? He says, Daphne. It might have been all caps. I might have thrown it off. Daphne, 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 Daphne. We should have opened at the start of it. I didn't want to start with somber because on Tuesday we started with somber. We almost started really somber, Gino. Like, you remember Tuesday, I just started by myself, yeah. and I was going to – I showed, like, Taliban footage. Tonight was going to be abortion videos. It was going to be really sad in here because I'm so confused by – now, I know there's some topics I want to be more liberal on and hear that other side out. But when you watch an abortion video, it just looks like a little murder. It's literally a little murder. There's a little baby who's growing and becoming a human – and I mean, when you when they when they do an abortion and they pull a hand out and an arm and a leg and some toes and the head out, is it like, oh, that was just a couple cells clustered together? Don't worry about it. But no, Esteban, you're fine. That that absolutely, Daphne. So Gino, do you know the scoops? Did she commit suicide? What happened there? Apparently, she did end up taking her own life on Hannah Kimura's birthday. On Hanukkah, what? Kimura. Hannah Kimura, who killed herself last year in May. Oh, is that it a been her birthday today? Is that a wrestler as well, Hannah Kimura? Yes, she was a wrestler in uh, Japan who killed herself because she was bullied because she was on a reality show that was similar to Big Brother, but it's like bigger in Japan. Oh, okay. I forget what the show is called, but like it's on their Netflix. It was a really popular show, and she was cyberbullied for the longest time, and she ended up killing herself. And today would have been her birthday. Well, and it was frustrating because I, I wanted deets. You know, I'm at work, so I just see, like, the, the, the trend. Like, Daph- I just saw R.I.P. Daphne. So what frustrates me is when I when I click on that, every tweet is uh, mental health is health. You know, you are not alone. I think Eddie Kingston tweeted that. Everybody had these, like, really vague and really cryptic, like, hey, don't kill yourself tweets. And I'm like, so she, did she kill herself? Why are you? Why is no one? Where's Wrestle Talk? Because I think even they were like, "You are not alone." You know, it's you. it's because their parent, the her mom, doesn't want people like to see her daughter in so much pain, like that she was in this completely oh messed up state where she talked about that her brain won't be able to be really like people won't be able to see the damage this did to her in wrestling until she's dead. I wonder if that's true because I bet, uh, I I bet. There could be, like, I don't want to bet on this, but she also seems like someone that could have suffered from brain injuries throughout wrestling. She was she one did. of she was one of the more hardcore women's wrestlers. She was hanging out with Crowbar, okay? When you're hanging out with Crowbar, yes. some shit's about to go down. So I'm assuming she probably did have some real, real head injuries throughout her wrestling career. She also had a pretty... Why didn't she ever... Did she ever get a look in WWE? I guess I don't know enough about Daphne because I really... I, when she was with Crowbar, I remember that. And then she showed up in TNA when I wasn't really watching TNA. 
Like, didn't she show up in like 2010? Like, I was on my break. It was, it was her. It was a great run with her at TNA. Her with Doctor Stevie and Raven. Trying oh, to I like Doctor Stevie. This. Yeah, I, I did yes. enjoy Doctor Stevie. I was watching during that time. Uh, yes, she or maybe came I was on my way out. Help. I might have been on my way out because I always try to remember. I remember September 08, Unforgiven pay per view. Fuck wrestling. I'm done. These guys are advertising a match where the title's gonna change hand ten times. Like I don't, I don't want to watch that. It just seemed like so, so ridiculous that there'd be a graphic on the screen that was like the Brian Kendrick WWE champion. And I think they might have heard the complaints, and that's why they decided to make them the interim champions, so the title changes aren't recognized. Because I just thought that was the dumbest thing. Ever. Like a scramble match could be a good idea, as we honor Daphne, and now we re- now we bitch about a scramble match. It could be good, like this weird gauntlet battle royal style elimination chamber match they're doing where every five minutes you know somebody's coming out and i think kevin brought it up one time like if you're the last entrant you only have five minutes to get a pinfall and i even came up with what if they did it like iron man style where you want to get out there sooner so you can score pinfalls and then at the end of the 20 minutes whoever has the most falls wins like there could be tweaks to this match to make it work but I just remember when they announced it, the way the way Teddy Long explained it to me, or or the way Mike Adamly explained it to me, I was like, well, I don't want to watch this fucking bullshit anymore. And it, and it was the same with TNA, because TNA was, now I know, everyone loves the main event mafia. I hated the main event mafia, because it was- TWFS says rip screaming deaf. Rip, R.I.P. screaming Daphne. Enough about TNA, Gino. Because uh, they, they made Daphne do a strip tease and then they fired her. So, okay. Like, this is this is awful. So, I and it, it is one of those shocking ones where she was well-liked by almost every wrestling fan. I don't think anyone ever said, like, oh, well, she never had a good – then that damn bell had to ring. Like, nobody ever said that about Daphne. Daphne was always an exception where we all really secretly thought she was super hot. And now here's, and now she's gone. Like, it's it, it is sad. Uh, what's your favorite Daphne moment, Gino? I would have to say it was, uh, even though it's, again, my cause some damage to her, that spot, I think it was a barbed wire wrap four that she took from the top rope to the outside from Abyss. My favorite. moment I always remember is that I, spot. I, don't, I feel like I remember WCW stuff the most. Like, I remember, didn't, like, her and Crowbar beat up somebody in a bathroom? Like, those are the kind of Daphne, I, I mean, those are really, that's a long time ago. And I'd have to watch a lot of Thunder to remember those moments or find those moments, I bet. But I remember her, David Flair, Crowbar. There were these little misfits on WCW television that I just loved. They were fun to see because Crowbar had a crowbar. It was like the perfect gimmick, perfect name. And she was like crazy looking and it was different. And that was what, like, that's the same thing with Ruby Soho right now where sometimes you do need these women that look different. You need a couple Roxy Laveaux in there to kind of mix it up and I, I really enjoyed that but it just i don't know it just seemed kind of odd um having her strip tease in tna that she never really went i never really saw her ever again like that was it was she was she wrestling for like shimmer because i i saw shimmer might have been the only wrestling company that had a tweet that made sense like i think they were the ones who paid homage and promoted anti-suicide at the same time everyone else was just anti-suicide nobody told me who killed themselves but at least shimmer was like well you know we respect her contributions to the business you know this should not you know her death shouldn't take whatever they said but it was you know pay pay homage to daphne and then also let people know hey you should not kill yourself yeah which again they did a good job and i uh, 
saw WWE actually did post about which I do think is nice even though again she never worked for them but that they at least still respect her for what she did for WCW and for women today both like people like her and then we go even further back to like Bull Nakano who did a lot for like just the outcast women to actually be a star wasn't she a rose she was she wasn't ever a rosebud like they never had anything for her there was, I don't was think she ever had her as an extra. Was she in the No Way Conga line? She must have had a couple matches on Jacked. Come on, you're telling me I that would... in this era of I even heard uh, Bruce during like 1999 they were talking about possibly trying to do an all women's show, and I'm hearing this in like 99. Terry Runnels, the other the other Tory, uh, Sable, the cat, Sunny, the cat, Jacqueline. I mean, I guess you could. It's not unrealistic they can sign enough women wrestlers to put together their own brand. Because even Jericho, when they were talking about AEW in the beginning, he said, you only need 10 guys to make a good television show. Like, Jericho was explaining how to make a wrestling show great. And I kind of agreed with him where when I I would look at – I mean, even when you played SmackDown versus Raw, (laughs) you didn't need 100 guys to have a good show. Now, AEW didn't listen to Jericho at all. They're like, we need to have fucking 124 guys, 29 factions – and we're going to have something called a dark roster where these guys aren't signed. They just wrestle on dark every week and lose. And then we repackage them as shoddy Lee, and now they're the best. So, I don't know. I think she could have been used in WWE. Maybe if they would have had that all-women's show in 1999, there would have been some Daphne. Was she ever the WCW women's champ? She had to be, right? I don't remember. Let me actually check. I'm, I'm checking it, too. I'm checking Daphne WCW. I'll even bring it up on the big board for everybody. Because it was, like I said, it was kind of annoying that people were not telling me who died. Because it it, like, it almost takes away from her from her legacy, in my opinion, where nobody wants to tell me who died. They just want to make it all about their anti-suicide message. And it's like, I look, I understand suicide's a big fucking deal. But also, can we at least acknowledge that this is one of the greatest female athletes of our time? And her, she was, like, the only wrestler in this era, like, in that era. Uh, or not the only one. Luna Vachon was awesome, too. But it wasn't, like, a super hot chick. Uh, and, look, she's got an NWA belt right here, a WCW belt. And she was only 46. I'm confused, like, with wrestlers now. When I see Sting have a match, I go, why isn't Stone Cold Steve Austin still wrestling? Like, there could definitely be. I do think she was the uh, the cruiserweight champion too, right? You know, you got you got her stats. Yes, that is what I'm seeing right here on Cage Fight. She won the ACW American Joshi Championship for less than a day, then the WCW World Cruiserweight Championship for 15 days. Joshi does not count. I don't like that you said that. You like tried to present that to me like I was gonna care. Like, oh, someone got. That's a- the only two titles she's won. Someone that's got a Joshi. Someone got a Joshi belt. So she was there. She was the cruiserweight champion. You said right. Yes, for 15 days. Oh, perfect. Yeah, even uh, pro wrestling, uh, whatever this is called, prowrestling.fandom.com, which is my source. I know you use Cage Fight, which is their source. I trust this one more because they did not tell me about that Shimmer title or whatever you just tried to tell me about. Yeah, I, I really do think that she, she did a lot for the business. And, um, I, I, like, just her matches in WCW – her and oh did you see the Daphne video I did not so is there like a suicide video Gino where she kind of cuts her like her her suicide manifest he was on Instagram live and she was not in good a good mental state like she again talked about how her brain that she's aware 
that her brain will only be like people to see the damage that brain damage can actually do to a person when she's dead. Because that's why with Ben Wall, that's how we were able to find out. Okay, so this can fuck up a person's brain. Carl Anderson is also trending. See, that's the funny part about Twitter is it just tells me somebody's trending. Uh, he's criticism for his response. Oh, they're offering counseling services um, to the talent. Why did he get? What did he say? See, this is the problem I with Twitter, and I want to. I want to go down that rabbit hole. But let's go ahead and watch Daffy for a little bit here. Podcasters, she's just sitting in a room. It really does look like. I mean, there's brain damage here. She's definitely, ups- like, you could tell this is one of those videos. Yeah. I need help. I need help. Is that what she said? I need help. Oh, this is sad. Do you not understand that? Why does she feel like she's alone? This is sad. It does make me sad, Gino. This is where's Crowbar? What happened to Crowbar? But and then Kevin with a good point in the chat. This is quarantine America. This is what happened. Everyone made hey, you need to st- you need to stay in your uh, in your houses. You need to be alone. You need to be uh, separated from society. And then this was the result. Suicide rates went soaring. I mean, I was I was seeing telehealth. I didn't go to BetterHelp, but I was definitely like seeing counselors via what's it called Zoom or whatever telemedicine. So I I, I agree. Like people were locked up. You got to get outside and get some fresh air. That vitamin D like does wonders. And you could tell she wasn't outside. She just this doesn't look like Daphne. Remember eleven years ago, Gino, the strip tease. I mean, that chick was hot. Yes, I. I'm probably never going to forget that segment as well, even though I want to, because she really hated that. I know she hated it, but it was also like, this is shock TV. This is wrestling. Let's get over. Use it and get over. Do you think the Red Rooster wanted to be the Red Rooster? I think he did, because he thought I would get over. (laughs) Terry Taylor. You like Terry Taylor, right? You're one of these people. Of course, I love Terry Taylor. He's a good backstage guy he knows how wrestling works does he because i'm pretty sure i watched him commentate that wrestling all-star show and he sounded like a fucking idiot uh and That's he, wrestling All-Stars. Uh, my my favorite uh my my favorite story with with terry taylor is when he's trying to tell bret hart what to do when bret hart got to wcw and i forget who he looked at probably jericho or somebody and was like so the rooster's calling the shots now like that's the that's his legacy that's terry taylor like everything bad like even tna when TNA was falling apart when Terry Taylor was talent relations, then he left, and Bruce had to clean it up. So all these stories that we hear, like, I don't know what good Terry Taylor did because everything I hear is Red Rooster. I hear him trying to tell Bret Hart what to do, and I have him not wanting to work with Bruce and TNA, so he left. And then he was giving guys contracts that were, hey, if you work, you know, they're signing people for 100 dates, and then TNA is only running 71 dates in a year. Catch the buzz, fail to stay. An elixir bomb from Crisscross 202. What do you think, Gino Terry Taylor? What What do you like about him? What did he do that was that made you go, this guy's great? I feel like, again, as a producer, again, I've only heard like him talk himself, like when he talks and what he says, like at least freely, not on commentary mm. trying to call a match, but him like the way he talks about like his history in the business and what he knows about the business. He does seem like he wants to actually and knows what to do to help talent 
Yeah, sure. I mean, sure. I mean, I know too. That's what's funny is if I was backstage, I would tell these guys a thing or two. But this is sad. Let's let's watch a little bit more. I don't know if I can make it to this Daphne video. This is CTE, dude. And again, the only way you can really find that out about the brain is when it's dead. Oh, it's it's freezing. The truth don't load. I don't even want to finish it. That's a sad video, and it really it is. is like that's CTE. That's this seems like what happened to Benoit. I mean, not like this exactly, but Benoit. It just seems like he probably was going through these moments a lot, where he just fucking started freaking out. And then him and Nancy probably got in a, an argument one day because she might even have CTE too. Didn't she take a couple chair shots in ECW? So this there it yeah, could have just been two crazy people in a house with years of brain damage, and this is this is the result. Yeah, and again, like her whole big thing is like even though her passing, hopefully it will get people to, to get her brain to be tested for her to for people to see brain damage is actually a big deal that we should care about that fucks up the mental health that we need to figure out a way to help people who have this damage. So that's a hope. What did Carl Anderson like do though? He I don't know what he must have tweeted about or like, said. Some, so apparently he made fun of WWE for offering counseling services. TWFS says that's really sadness V Leedy's not your case of the Mondays you're always whining about. Oh my gosh. Kevin's the best. He gets me. He understands me so well. So what did Chad Too Bad say? about he deleted it right there's no way he left that up like i wouldn't be surprised if he deleted so we could figure this out where okay so an hour ago he said must be slow wrestling p news night uh carl anderson is bringing heat to impact and aew that they don't deserve Uh, i'm above everyone dude future endeavor the king man what a fucking stupid name tweet is unavailable people are deleting tweets what did he say why what is this this is why i hate the news this is Again, Twitter is a big thing where we shouldn't let go for. We need to actually go to like sources that screen cap the tweets before. Machine Gun, I love you all. National, he even tweeted the suicide hotline number. Uh, what did he do? He tweet and delete. He's oh, he said they suck for responding to WWE offering counseling services. Maybe he, maybe he did that. Marks are so fucking stupid. Grow up. Just realize you're watching the greatest wrestlers alive walk into the ring. Fuck. That's why I deny you idiots picks in the hotel. Who's this guy? What happened to Carl Anderson? Wasn't he a cool, loving dude? What happened to this guy? And I'm sure he is when you really get to know him, but like he just probably doesn't like get people who think they know the business and they just tweet at him and try to get themselves over. I don't know. It's this is a it, well, Chad too bad. But, and I wrestling uh Wrestling fans really are interesting where now it's turned into cancel culture where they want to now they're tweeting at AEW and impact saying like to fire this guy. And that sucks. He should be able to he should be able to say whatever he wants. And he's, it's not like what he's saying. If you don't agree with what he's saying, call him an idiot and then move on. Don't go to his employers. Like, it just seems so stupid to me. I don't know. It's so petty. Everybody's like, oh, we could do something. We have something to do now. Let's get him. Like, oh, oh, we need to post a bunch of memes about women's rights and reproductive rights. Meanwhile, there's fucking babies getting ripped off. Their heads are being torn off their bodies, and then the rest of their bodies are being pulled out. It's fucking not cool, Gino. So, yeah, and Gump Nasty in the chat. Social media is the worst. Like, I feel like if I was on social media, we could really blow up 
the whole effing show, bleedies. We could become mainstream. But I hate tweeting. I hate looking at my phone. People love being on their phones, you know, and I fucking hate it. It's like my least favorite thing. And there's people who sit there who just scroll and they're just scrolling. This is it. Like scroll, 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 scroll. Now, if you're listening to me on your phone, I really do appreciate it. But ultimately, it really is fucking so annoying. Uh, Here's a good question for you. What would be worse than scrolling through your phone for three hours and watching Raw for all three hours? Yeah, I'm not watching Raw three hours. And I, on my phone? Are you serious? I'm putting it down. Uh, for Crazy Holly, I think, believe that's my father. He's saying, did you ever figure out my round, my Mount Rushmore of wrestling? Because we're working on the TWFS on, 100. The buzz, feel the sting. I don't like the bomb. I don't like the bomb. Dad, I don't know if you heard Daphne uh, committed suicide today. So this has been a terrible, uh, this has been a, a, a terrible wrestling news day, because Daphne committed suicide. We believe CTE's to blame. I, I 100% after watching that video of her crying like that, because how is a wrestler that ha- like, don't they have a community? Like, the, she could send a tweet out and get a thousand likes. I, I could never do that. I think my most like tweet had like 25, and I was like, I'm blowing up today. <sighs> and then JT's even saying she almost live streamed her suicide on Instagram. Like, can you imagine this stuff? It's just. It, it did look really close to it, then then she stopped. Which oh, the Instagram, and then her mom found out about her past. Her mom. Yeah, her mom's still alive. And that's thing. She's the one who first uh, reached out to people and said that she officially passed away. Oh man, that's rough. That is rough. Daphne, this one's for you. We're gonna keep talking about WWE. ECW and my dad even goes is that the one who hung out with David Flair see my dad and I have these memories of Daphne Crowbar and David Flair competing the for macho that. punk says CM Punk hit a GTS on dynamite he did hit a GTS on dynamite and yes, I was the even first one in seven years to one of my boys of 2.0 which is gonna be history we're gonna remember the first time he ever hit seven years and, and he hit it with jeans on. He wore it with, he did it with jeans on. Is he going to wrestle in jeans, do you think? What's, well, let's predict this. What is he wrestling in? Is he wearing the undies, or is he going back to independent scene CM Punk where he's wearing basketball shorts? What is this guy wearing? I think he's feeling his body's in shape, that he's going to go back to trunks. He's going to wear Chicago-style trunks. He's going to wear those, like the ones he wore at Money in the Bank? He's going to wear the undies? Yep. Yeah, I think that's what he should wear. However, he's on the indies now, and I feel like he's going to think it's so cool to walk out with the black gym shorts with X's on the side. Like, look at me. I used to wear this. You guys loved this, right? Remember me and Chris Hero? That's Esteban what Esteban Apple says, I heard CM Punk got raped on Dynamite. He did not get raped. He got attacked by Daniel Garcia, who is apparently the new greatest wrestler of all time. Everybody keeps telling me, you know, I've watched some of his stuff. He's actually pretty good. I don't know what that means, okay? I watch Mick Foley, all right? I watch Triple H. I don't know who this Daniel Garcia is, but he's not as good as Neville. And Pac got kicked off of uh, of All Out. What is happening, yeah. Gino? I have no idea, man. Again, Pac, it seems like he's having like travel issues. I think it might be visa issues because I'm not sure if he's like not in America right now. <laughs> is it going to be part of that storyline where all the, the travel for the Lucha Brothers kept getting fucked up? I think he might just add to it just to – build up this feud. Is Chavo so Guerrero Chavo Guerrero's going to walk out on Dynamite and go, oh, I guess something happened with your, with your travel visa, huh? Like, there's gonna I be think s- what, what they're going to do is it's going to be Chavo, Ella, Idolo, and then Ric Flair comes up. Ric Flair? Be, oh, look, 
Ric Flair has actually tweeted out that he's going to be in the Chicago area. Well, sure, but why is he going to come out and hang out with Andrade El Idolo? Because son-in-law. Clearly, he's the third man. What do you mean son-in-law? Oh, yeah, Andrade's hanging out with Charlotte. Forgot all about them doing their thing. How come they haven't broken up yet? Like, that just makes total sense that they would break up. Because she's probably going to go to AEW. Oh, you think so? You think Ashley Flair is all elite? Is that is that yeah, what we're building to? time, it does seem like where we're going with it because of how they may be treating her. Because, again, at least Nia stuff, it seems like it was all finished in the ring. But who knows if there's actually like heat with other people that Charlotte may have with people in the back. I haven't watched Raw. Yeah. I just watched that part with Kevin, and it didn't look good. Uh, JT sent me the full... This is the full thing. Uh, And even real Taylor Wilde is in the chat saying, hey, you have so many fans that love you. Everybody loves Daphne. I I can't name a wrestling fan who is like, no, I don't. I never liked Daphne. She she uh, that damn bell had to ring. Nobody ever said anything negative about Daphne. We all love Daphne. Like there's no she didn't. She she wasn't controversial because none of us ever said like, oh, we hated her. And yeah, look at Kevin in the chat. She elevated David Flair. David Flair had done everything to ruin his own career, and then Daphne showed up and saved him. And without her, I I doubt David Flair is getting attacked in the bathroom by The Undertaker. Let me make that clear, okay? But let's see this. Keep fighting. You can't give up. Take a breath. You'll be okay. I mean, she is really sad. I mean, this is so sad because I feel like we can all say these things on the Internet to her. But she needs somebody there with her in person. She needs, she needs to, that connection with somebody. Nikki Cross, we love you. She's in this chat. I mean, this shit blew up. There's a, there's thirteen hundred people watching. Why did it just do that? Because you got a phone call. Somebody called you. They will help you. The sky is velvet. Velvet sky. Shannon, I love you. Viper says, please answer your phone. Rosemary, who Rosemary, who you love, is just a Daphne ripoff, right? I, like, or not maybe not a ripoff, but just when if you ask Rosemary who her favorite wrestler was growing up, it had to be Daphne. It would be Daphne and probably Bull Nakano, yes. I don't think it would be Bull Nakano. I think it would be you Daphne. You really don't think her style similar to Bulls? I, think I see a lot of Daphne, and I see a lot of uh, – that's all I see is a lot of da- a lot of Daphne and Crazy Steve. Those are the two that I see. Maybe a little Rebel when she was in the Menagerie. So she's still just kind of. Oh, it looks like the screen froze because she's maybe she's doing something on her phone. Mercedes Martinez, please answer your phone. Gail Kim, you're gonna be okay. The video just froze, right? Like that's it. But she was so like, was she really freaking out? Yeah, Rosemary's there. Rosemary's in this chat trying to get her. Elite, oh, is that Alicia too? No, it's not Alicia too. It's kind of ironic that my shirt says pew pew. Why is that ironic? Suicide, probably killing herself. Pew Did pew. she shoot herself? You don't know how she killed herself. Yeah, Look, WCW Crowbar 1 is in the chat. That can't actually be Crowbar, right? Yeah, you would not have the Crowbar. <laughs> Why wouldn't he be Crowbar 1? If I was Crowbar, that would be my given name. Like how Ryback became Ryback Reeves. I would be Crowbar. I would be Crowbar Jones. That would be my name. And I don't know why he why wouldn't that be his name? Maybe his name is WCW. Hey, first name WCW, last name Crowbar. Like that's a pretty sick name. You're getting booked with that. 
Just like T-Bar should have been booked better. And he so could actually go with that name T-Bar, like Crowbar. Crowbar is a better name than T-Bar. I'm, I'm throwing that out there. At least I know what a crowbar is, and I've seen one, and I, can, I believe it would be used as a weapon. T-Bar... Like, what are we doing? T-Bar? It's the bar. And the gimmick... The bar. And the gimmick was Ali gave them stupid names because Mustafa Ali was picked on as a kid for having the name Mustafa. So, and then not pronouncing his name right in WWE for years. Yeah, because he likes to be called Mustafa. So now here we have... Uh, now here we have T-Bar and Mace who were... These names were given to them because they were stupid names. Same with Slapjack. You guys are going to have dumb names. Although Reckoning's kind of a cool name. But you guys are going to have dumb names so you know what it's like. And that would have been fun if they kept adding to Retribution and people kept having dumb names. Like, this here is Bottle. You know, like just weird ass. That you're going to be toilet paper roll. And, and also, again, I think the reason why they couldn't keep up with us because they also wanted to have it be people that were also, like, broken from the system. Again, Dio getting F5. Dijak, <laughs> no real push at all. What? Slapjack, Come on. Team with Bink and MVP, and they just get kicked up from MVP. And no Bink real push now... for Dijak. Are you serious? I had to watch Dijak's him play. his biggest thing in NXT was like him and Keith Lee, which is great because they're good friends, but they never really gave him like a push. In NXT. Oh, my. He had so many pushes for Dijak. And definitely him versus and Keith Lee. He also Lee. died to cross. Him and Keith Lee had so many matches. Like I remember the last one they had for like the North American title where – uh, they had decided, okay, we're going to do it. one more match. Who's Keith Lee going to defend his North American Championship against? His best friend. Oh, might as well be Dijak one more time. It's These guys have fought like six times. Yeah, but then again, he also, I just remember about Dijak dying by a cross. And know. that's why he then became T-Bar, because Dijak's dead. Oh, because Karrion Cross killed him? Literally killed him backstage, like in the parking lot area. It was really interesting. It's, it's, like, import- it's in poor taste to talk about dying and killing when we yes, have Daphne, wrestling is weird. Daphne wrestling. who just passed away. Let's go back to WWE ECW, okay? Because I can't even remember yes. where we last, what we were last talking about with that. I would like to say rest in peace, Daphne. Great contributions to the yeah. business. Always going to be remembered as someone who is way different than what a women's wrestler was supposed to be. Um, not saying there's anything wrong with what they were supposed to be. I love Tori Wilson. I love Trish. All of them are great, too. My toxic masculinity was going very strong during that those those years, but I still love Daphne. I never watched wrestling and said, "Why is Daphne here?" Like, no, she was so cool with Crowbar and David Flair. Uh, I didn't I didn't see a lot of her work in TNA, but I do remember the Doctor Stevie and Abyss stuff, which I really enjoyed. Uh, I thought it added a nice. When it was Stevie Richards as the Doctor, I was like, "What a reveal!" I don't know why that was so cool to me, and I probably even read it on WrestleView or or uh, the news. Dave Meltzer probably was trying to tell us months before it happened. But rest in peace, Daphne. We will, uh, you, you will be missed for sure. And I think, uh, you know, I, I wish it wasn't suicide. I know that makes it way worse. But um, hopefully we all kind of learn something from this. And hopefully Chad too bad Carl Anderson does not get fired for just trying to get heat on the Internet. It's all it is. It's just in character nonstop, okay? It's Chad too bad. I don't know why people would want to get him fired. But, uh, so, you know, I was watching some of these old ECWs. Like, I really remembered enjoying this this version for a while, I mean, obviously, when I stopped watching in September 08, I didn't, like, come back in and start tuning into ECW uh, when I started rewatching again. I think it was canceled already by the time I got back into wrestling. Yeah, it was canceled in February 2010, so I didn't see it then. But 
Uh, and <laughs> why is Ezekiel Jackson the last ECW champion ever? Like, I, I want to be Conrad Thompson and just ask you, is that a rib? Is it a rib that the last ECW champion in history is Ezekiel Jackson? I, mean, I don't believe that's a rib at all because they want to probably give him a big push because he was really good, as we found out later in Lucha Underground. <laughs> Did we find it out, though? Because I'm pretty sure they put a cigar. He was good. They put a cigar out in his eye, and that was that was the the, the epitome, like the, the, the pinnacle of what he did there. It's not like he didn't have he, he had one good match with Puma or something, or one match with Johnny Nitro. But even yes. by season two, it's not like I was still waiting to see Big Rick. Big Rick kind of I fell was. apart. He should he's he could have been one of the biggest stars of Lucha Underground. And I remember when he came back to TNA, uh, wasn't he one of Dixie Dixie Carter's bodyguards? Uh, yeah, come on, Big Rick kind of fell apart. Sadly, he did like he had potential again. Lucha, they tried to give him more character since again, Davey, he was just big max. He was just big flex guy. Yeah, just come out and flex. Yeah. And when they gave him the torture rack, and when you give a guy the torture rack, you're really trying to, to, to make him something. And I don't know, when he won that ECW title, and I've watched that match back, it just is so confusing. This guy, because you, you just mentioned, hey, we're going to give him a big push. And the big push was the core. We're going to put him in the core. He's going to have a – what did he really do after his ECW title run that ended The in, Macho Punk says Vilides is a big flex guy. Yeah, big flex guy. That's my new wrestling term. He's just a big flex guy. That's all these fucking guys are. That's all these Nick Camarados are, are big flex guys. But I, I don't know. I don't remember thinking Big Rick is going to be a future WWE champion because who did he beat for the belt? Christian? Yes, Christian was the second blast. One of Christian like held it like off and off for quite some time. That I remember. Well, because when he left ECW, it was hey, we want Christian to come here, and he's going to be a main eventer. We promise. And by main eventer, they just put him on the Tuesday show that you know not very many people watched or liked. And and I I watched some of the run, and I enjoyed Christian in ECW. It's fine. It was kind of a even watching it when I was watching it when CM Punk and Johnny Nitro were the main event of ECW for all those weeks. I enjoyed it because it was, although it was a world championship in my view still, I still viewed it as a, as on par with the W. It, it wasn't Intercontinental and it wasn't WWE title. It was in between that because, but it still felt like a good place for these guys to go at least show that they can main event shows and have good matches, longer matches on television. The Johnny Nitro 15 minutes of fame was great. I don't care what anybody says. It was way better than the Kurt Angle five-minute gold medal challenge. So I could agree with that. Yeah, but I mean, I'm also remembering again with East Debbie, and I also do want to go on with our other topic of this stream. We also come back to this right after. There was this match because get Zack Ryder, Zack Ryder tweeted <laughs> about ECW that there was the ECW championship match he had against Christian, and now in 2021, I don't even remember Ooh. that. <laughs> yes, and now we have Matt Cardona as the GCW champion and Christian Impact Check, two big champions. Good it, current day had an ECW title match one time. Yeah, I mean this is yeah. legacy here. That belt's been held by the greats like Sandman and and Tommy Dreamer, and now these guys have moved on to even bigger things. That yes. GCW championship match, I have not watched it. I have the highlights right here that I do want to watch. Because it is a death match, and that there is a little intrigue to that. And I also listened yes. to Matt Cardona on TIJ, 
And yeah, see, Gino, I listen to wrestling podcasts too sometimes. Yes, okay, you do sometimes. Yeah. Besides old ones, I don't listen to fucking the oral sessions where Renee and Sammy stutter a hundred times and then talk about Bob fucking Dylan. He was again. Sadly, you guys stopped it in the middle of it. He was going to get to the point. The where middle he was of it. We I'll watched on to Rob to Roman Reigns. We watched like seven minutes. The middle there was so another. Like, there was more time. There was sadly, there was another like good. six. There's another six minutes that we had to sit through to enjoy it. Like it was to understand why he was going on about Bob too. It was like an episode of good, of Community where oh you gotta enjoy the whole thing. You gotta sit here, pop the shoes gotta, up, just let Sami Zayn talk. Let him talk and just so Bob Dylan, um, you know he was different. And it's like what the fuck, Sammy, land the plane. I can't listen to Renee Young because it does feel so. I don't know. I feel like everybody puts on a little bit of a they, they put on airs when they're talking to the hot blonde chick. You know, they want to be politically correct. They want to be like I love listening to something to wrestle with from 2017. And Bruce is doing an offensive Indian impression. That's great. That's good wrestling podcast. I like when Jericho is doing offensive Canadian voices. I think that's fun. I like when Matt Cardona is making fun of the GCW universe. Which is hilarious, by the way, because yes. apparently the fans of GCW do not like being referred to as the GCW universe. And it's because it's all WWE, and they hate that he's a WWE guy. And they yes. had Smart Mark Sterling, who I I started love because I've been listening to the Major Figure podcast, and he's their co-host as well. Like, and he came out as uh, Matt manager, and he said that Matt has some changes he wants to be made, and that the GCW Heavyweight Championship. It's now the GCW Universal Championship. Oh, yeah, I saw that Universal Championship. Uh, like, he's, he's playing into this heel Matt Cardona for GCW. It's the perfect John Cena gimmick. And I don't know yes. why we didn't notice this before with John Cena. We should have just did this. Uh, we, we, were, we were already mad. Like, these pink shirts and green shirts and blue shirts, this is bullshit. He should have went way harder into that. I don't know why he didn't go way more into... Nope, I'm for the kids. You guys all suck. All you men are annoying. You guys are the worst. I'm all here for the kids. Uh, I'm ch- the 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 fu became the attitude adjustment. It should have became like it should have been called like the rainbow slam, like and then they could have added a graphic every time he did it where a rainbow followed the guy's feet as he slammed it into the mat. That would have been outstanding. So I I love this Matt Cardona hardcore guy. It's it's the Mick Foley anti hardcore promos. It's this fun the, – the fact that he calls it the GCW universe. I mean, even Jericho laughed, and Jericho never laughs. So it was so funny to hear this, like these the stories of Matt Cardona now being a deathmatch wrestler. And I, I, apparently Nick Gage was cool with it. Nick Gage was like, this is a good idea. But why would you give Matt Cardona a belt if he can't defend it for like six months? Look at he's been defending it. Like right now, is he? Saturday night, he has an open challenge oh, this Saturday shit. at uh, War Games. They're playing War Games. Baby. They're doing a War Games too. How do, do they have? A, do they have two rings? I I don't know. That's the thing that's going to be exciting to see is what they're doing for this art of War Games. You and I are so different. This. Like when, when you say it's going to be exciting, I'm over here thinking of the logistics. How the fuck are they going to? Uh, they Again, don't. It could be anything. They do not it have another terrible. ring. Or it could be great. That's what I like is that it could be just complete trash or it could be the greatest independent. But even if it's trash, you're going to like it because you're going to admire their you're going to admire their guts for doing it. I wish I was a wrestling fan like you. I watch wrestling sometimes and I just fucking yawn or cringe or get annoyed or get mad. 
Last night, I was in such a good mood watching Dynamite. I was like, this is great. But there are times I'm watching wrestling. I'm like, fuck this. Are you kidding me? Like, already? You, the, I, you do make me more positive. That's one of the reasons I like Gino. Spoiler alert to the universe, to the TWFS universe out there. Gino does make me like wrestling more, which is why I like Gino. Because if I just talked to Nathan all the time, we'd be fucking... All I'd be watching is Fiend, and I hate the fucking Fiend. So... I, I like that there's somebody out there who likes Impact and all this weird shit, but I did watch the Outlaw Mud show, you know, and it was terrible. They had two cameras there. So I, That's I, the point. How are they going to get more than two one ring if they can't get more than two cameras? Again, this is a completely different thing. They're going to be in Chicago, which, again, it's going to help. More people are going to be there. Wait, so they're going to be there. They're going to be there the night before All Out? Yes, that's what they're going to do so we could get more people's oh eyes to see Matt Cardone defending the GCW title. See Juventud Guerrero wrestling super crazy. See this War Games match they would never see again probably in an independent what's, promotion. What's the name of this pay-per-view because we're making picks? What's the this name? is Art of War Games. Art of War Games. games. Is, Abyss, is Abyss wrestling? No, he's still signed with WWE, sad. Oh, sad? Good for him. I it's good for him. Like I would love him to do more because there's not there are some big guys WWE has like he's able to produce some matches. But what do you think about what are your thoughts on Abyss when he became Joseph Park? Because I think at the time I really was uh, confused. Like how come Abyss is this weird character? But after like three weeks, I loved it. I was so hooked on. I'm looking for my brother. You know, Abyss. And yes, I, I mean I immediately became a fan of him, and then like months and well, years later we had Ethan Page being his cousin and he's a new character altogether. Oh, so it was, was awesome. Park Park and Park. It was entertaining. It was awesome. It was all comedic. I, I really enjoyed uh, Joseph Park. I still, I still say that. Oh, Park, Park, and Park. Like if anybody says the word Park, that happens. Hey, we're going to go to Globe Life Park. Oh, is that next to Park, Park, and Park? And nobody knows what I'm talking about. But I love that they did a spoof on lawyer names because lawyer names are so stupid too. Oh, Siegler, Kleinfeld, and Williams. Like, just, can't you guys just call it the Art of War Law? So there's a pay-per-view, Game Changer Wrestling. Form, did this used to be Beyond Wrestling? Yeah, no. it's different than G-Step. Okay, it's different. Because I, I just feel like when I watch a lot of the old Beyond Wrestling stuff, it just seems like that's GCW. All those guys went to GCW. Except, uh, what was the guy? The cream of your coffee, your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler? The guy who raped those women? Wasn't that guy yes. in both of them? I believe he did work in Beyond, and I believe also GCW has done some shows with this. What was his name? David Starr? Is that his name? I think that was David. Yeah, David Starr was a Yeah, David, David Starr. Starr. He is the cream in your coffee. Uh, yeah, he, so I, I, I saw a lot of David Starr death matches in Beyond Wrestling and also in Game Changer. Beyond Wrestling would do weird matches like inside these like small rooms. So I just always thought that was interesting. And I thought it was the same company. But apparently not. Game Changer Wrestling, which was pretty much built on the back of Nick Gage, even though he was in jail for the beginning of it. So this is on Fight TV. Is there a promo code, Gino? How do we get it? We just order it on Fight TV. I don't think it's that expensive. It's worth it, I would think. How much you is the it? card? Define it's expensive. Different. Define expensive. Like... I pay ten bucks. Check on TV right now. We can see the price. I I I spend ten bucks a month on Peacock, and sometimes I get a wrestling pay per view and a documentary. So what do I get for ten bucks uh, with GCW? Let's see what the card is, and we will see what we get. 
Oh, I like this. Time. Let's read the card and then we'll find out the price. I do, that's a good idea because that NWA show, like the Empower show, if I read down that card, I would have said you know twenty bucks, whatever. NWA seventy three, I would have said twenty bucks as well. Could you believe it was twenty five? Yeah, twenty five for both together was awesome. I, no, it was twenty five for just one because I was gonna oh, buy and that would be worth it. I was gonna buy NWA seventy three, and when I saw that it was seventy three, I just thought. Pfft. I'll watch it for free later. Nice try, NWA. I pay 10 bucks a month to watch WWE, and they have s uh, graphics on the screen as the wrestlers come out. Oh. <laughs> they have Alexa heads with Lily, half of it. It's great. It's like an emoji. It's like an em and the, emoji. And the giant Alexa will feed with Lily doll. Giant Lily. GCW Homecoming. Part two, Gino, ended with what was considered to be the most shocking announcement of the year. For the show originally, GCW, The Art of War, Nick Cage and his allies issued a first-time challenge to the 44-OH. What's the 44-OH? That is the Ohio group that Ricky Shane Page is the leader of that GCW hates because they hate Ohio. They're just big heel guys from Ohio. Is it, is it Dave and Jake? Are they in that too? Uh, Dave and Jake are not in that, but uh, how many wrestlers are from Ohio? Jake, there's a lot of guys from Ohio, but speaking of Jake, Jake showed up uh, Impact tonight. Whoa, he, he opened, he was the open challenge. Is he in better Josh shape? Jackson. Better shape? Yeah, he's in good shape. Okay, he's in good. good shape. Last time I saw him, I was like, Man, Stop trying, I was like, Stop trying to look exactly like Sammy Callahan. You can be in shape. You don't have, they were X Division guys, and then I remember when they left, they were like fat. I was like, They're not X Division guys anymore. OVE. Best stable of all time. Ohio eats everything. GCW, The Art of War. The Art of War Games card. Tony Deppen, who I've seen in Ring of Honor. Uh, are you a Tony Deppen fan, Gino? Because I think he kind of sucks. Tony Deppen's okay, but I do feel Ali Catch. They're really pushing her after her big match. She had at homecoming night two against Penelope before, and it's going to be Ali Catch getting the big W. Do you like, do you like intergender wrestling? Yes. Do you, So... Do they do they have the rules of no fists, no kicks? Like it's it's got to be wrestling moves, or is it just hey? It depends on the match because normally they are fine with just everything. As GCW, it's hardcore. It's just wrestling and win. Sometimes, sometimes it is like death match, but sometimes it's like just work and who wins wins. Because even Caleb Connolly getting beat up by Taylor Wilde or whatever on one of these episodes of Impact from a few months ago, he was just every time he got in the ring, it was like a tag match between Caleb. And Tennille versus two women. I can't remember who it was. But there was constantly, every time Caleb got in the ring, he's getting flipped by women and beat up by chicks. And it just, like, he never got a move in. And well, that's, that's his character's Caleb with a K. I know, but, he, but, but it's. Even though he's suicide. I, I, I know that. But I still, I want it. Like, when I watch a Tessa and Sammy match, at least it looks like Sammy's trying to beat the shit out of her. Caleb gets in these matches, like even Joey Ryan. A lot of these guys who do intergender wrestling, they make it into a joke. They make it into a mockery, and that does annoy me. I still want it to feel like a fight. I'm not against believing that a woman can beat the shit out of a man, but I want them to at least act like they're mad at each other and they want to beat each other up. Because some it's normally seems there are matches that do a good job with that, especially with the GCW or just other things like Ali Cat. She right now is technically still at a team with Effie and their team name is Pussy because Effie's the overtop flamboyant gay guy that he is so Pussy fits for him in this 
team that they're in, but she still is a wrestler because she was originally named Ali Cat and she was comedic. So now she's catch because she's wanted to be more focused on professional and being like a catch wrestler. Oh, like ca- this is catch as catch can. Yeah, catch as catch can yes. wrestling. That's good for her. Yes. This, 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 this sounds, so this sounds terrible, Gino. I just want to throw that out there. I'm going to pick Ali Catch because in 2021, men don't beat women in matches. They sometimes can. Have you seen one? On the match. Uh, they just had last week, Taylor Wilde was in a three-on-one match against the Inspiration. The Inspiration wants a technically Caleb with a K, one against the woman. Sorry, wait, where did this happen? Uh, last week on Impact, they had the inspiration. Wait, the inspiration? Not the, inspiration. Or... No, not the, the, uh, the, what the, the, the influence. The influence. Oh my it's, gosh. Uh, you were. Master Ray and Taylor, uh, uh, Tenale, Dashwood, and uh, Caleb. Okay. So Caleb got the W. Yeah, yeah, it's a three on one. I forgot. I, the two names are similar Influence, Inspiration. Number one, you really pissed me off because I was like, what? The inspiration is, is there? That would have went viral. That would have been right next to Carl I'm, Anderson. I'm looking forward to when the inspiration show up. It could be to this weekend. could be later. It's, it's Braun for glory. We all know that. But also, yes. uh, t- t- on the flip of that, that's a three-on-one handicap match. That's not a one-on-one intergender and match. one against the woman still, the intergender match. Oh, it doesn't. That's different. So this yeah. is one-on-one. Allie Catch is going to win. She's going to hit her, her patented tombstone pile driver. She's going to get the big W against Tony Depp and prove herself. Now, Juventud Guerrera versus Super Crazy. I don't know how I feel in, in, with this. Where is Cicosis? Why are the Mexicals feuding? I don't like this. Well, this is at least going to be a good Lucha style match that we haven't seen in a long, long time. These two going at it, hopefully going to put it all out there. And Super Crazy getting the big, big win against Juvi. What do you mean we haven't seen good, good uh, lucha wrestling? What do you mean? I feel we like we haven't we... seen like that on like big like you know again like we haven't seen these two these legends. We watched know? Triple Mania, didn't we all watch Triple Mania? Again, some people did say I only watched a few matches. I was watching. I uh, would argue. <laughs> I would argue more people watch Triple Mania than are going to watch this. I, I, I feel like there's enough Americans who have an interest in AAA, where GCW is still an indie promotion. It's still. That upper northeast, like maybe some other people are watching it, but I really don't think it has any buzz, really, other than Nick Cage with his Beyond the uh, Beyond the Dark uh, documentary, whatever it's called. Um, that I feel like did a good job as far as showing us who, what GCW was. But even when you were telling me all this stuff they were doing and so like WrestleMania weekend, I had no interest in checking them out. I can understand that. Yes. Yeah. Triple A rules. I don't know why you hate Triple A so much. I watch good lucha action all the time. Sometimes when I want to fall asleep, I just look up random luchador matches because I don't need to know who's doing what. I just watch a couple flips, and the next thing I know, ASMR, I'm asleep. So who's gonna win? Who who's gonna win? Right? I'm. I gotta go with Super Crazy, man. Super Crazy gave this big win in GCW because GCW does love ECW and CZW, getting that they came from that generation, but like they. Still, I feel love super crazy a little bit more than Hoobie. Did Hoobie not ever run in ECW? He seems like he would have been involved in all that, wasn't he? I don't remember if Hoobie was in ECW. Hoventude, at least not as long as Hoventude Guerrera fandom. <laughs> That's the site, dude. I'm telling you. I think he was there. He might have been under a hood, though. He might have been under a mask. Like, Or was he not? Maybe he wasn't. No, never there. Early career. Uh, he started in AAA, which Gino just said he doesn't really enjoy that much. 
He first gained American exposure in extreme championship wrestling alongside fellow luchadores Rey Mysterio Jr., Sicosis, Conan, uh, L.A. Park, uh, former MLW tag team champion, all of whom were also wrestling for Conan's promo Azteca in Mexico at the time. When Conan left for WCW, Galera and the rest followed. So, see, he was in ECW. Super Crazy wasn't even there yet. Super Crazy didn't join until, like, probably 1999 or some shit. Again, like, I, again, this is then going to be an even bigger match where it could be either way, but I do think Super Crazy is going to get the W. If you're a fan, do you get bummed when you go and you realize this picture is from, like, 2007? I don't think I'd get bummed because, again, the, sadly they haven't, like, taken a recent, like, real photos of themselves, like, in a studio <laughs> where they could, like, show themselves off. How they yeah, it's, re- it's really hard to do that. Yeah, so... Yeah, um, <laughs> it's like a WWE studio, like, their production type stuff with this type of picture. You know, I could go yeah. to the mall and get a photo like this. I, it's not hard. You, you could do this on your own. I have no Chris Masters. He does this shit all the time. He's out there taking new photos. And look, I'm in this room right now. We could do a green screen shot right here. I get some better lighting. You, they can have new photos, you know. They just they want real high production quality. WWE didn't like invent cameras and lighting and green screen. Like they even, invented like the top of the line quality. Again, Pat McAfee even said like he hasn't taken any photo this good of himself. <laughs> are we ever. assuming, by the way, that these are the WWE ones? Because there's no way WWE is okay with letting. GCW used these photographs. These guys have to have their own photos somewhere. Maybe, but who knows? They're, they're fine. That's they're, what they're using. going to win. Hoovy's going to win. I'll tell you why. We Last time we saw Hoovy, he lost. Big big L to Chris Jericho. Super crazy. I don't know where he's even been at. So I'm assuming he's been winning everywhere. He's probably undefeated in CMLL. So Hoovy's going to get a big win. I could agree with that. Again, I've got to go with Super Crazy myself, man. I do think Super Crazy eats that big W. And right. then we get into this next match. I'm going to read you a match where I only – I know three of the guys in this match. This is a PBR, cool. two-ring ladder scramble. Gino, what are your thoughts on PBR? I have only had that, like, when I turned 21. It was not bad. I'm 28 now, so it's been a while, so – I'll probably get one to enjoy the show. Oh, you're going to celebrate with a PBR. You're actually going to, like, follow their sponsors. Like, oh, well, PBR. PBR is just not as good. It's really sour. There's something about the cheaper a beer is, the sourer it gets. When I have a craft beer, they all have decided. Every craft, every microbrew place has gotten together and said no sour beers. Meanwhile, Miller, Coors, Bud. Bud is the least sour. I like Bud Light the most because it's not very sour. But I could tell when I'm drinking a Coors or a Miller, I'm like, this is a little more sour. When I was drinking a PBR, a Bush Light, a Natty Light, it might as well be a Warhead and Water. They're fucking extreme. Speaking of extreme, this is a double ring scramble. Fu- it's literally called a ladder scramble yeah, fuck, call fest. A fuck fest. This is called a fuck fest, which I know I've been shitting on GCW. I kind of want to see the fuck fest. Yes, they do it every paper. It's awesome. So we have Jake Lander. I don't know who Jake Lander is. Ninja Mac. I don't know who that is. Yoya. I don't know who that is. ASF. Is that somebody I know? Is that like initials for someone that I should know? You could check that out yourself. I don't know if you oh, would know it. But you don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's it's not, there's some guys that you said like I don't always follow. Like, well, like names that have escaped. It, but I'm, not, I'm just saying it's ASF that isn't short for... I mean, Alexander Frusev, right? It's not somebody I know. 
I don't believe someone you would absolutely know. Probably. Okay, Nick Wayne, I don't know who that is. Dante Leon, I don't know who that is. Gringo Loco, I know who that is. MLW Superstar. Jordan Oliver, I know who that is. MLW Superstar. Shane Mercer, I know who that is. Um, wait, do I know who Shane Mercer is? Do you know? Do you know who's Shane Mercer? Give me a rundown. What's his bio say? Let me pull this up. I'm going to go to cage match before you even get there. Shane Mercer is 33 years old. He's from Kentucky. For some reason, I was thinking of, Man of uh, Mance Warner, but Shane Mercer is a different person, I bet. Shane Mer Oh, he's another deathmatch guy. Okay, I know, I know who Shane Mercer is. He's this guy. He looks like Jeff Jarrett, except way better. Right? Yep. Shane, Shane Mercer? Yes. Perfect. Yes, all right. Now that we're all acquainted with the talent in this match, I am picking um, Jake Lander because his name was written first. Whoever put this up, they knew that this name is going to be the one that stands out the most because Jake Lander, maybe he's related to Hans Lander from Inglorious Bastards, but Jake Lander is destined for good things. I could agree with that, but I've got to go with yeah, because of how big this fuckfest is now, there's two rings. I do think Jordan Oliver is going to get a big push and get to be able to showcase more of his talent in this two ring ladder scramble. Dude, Jake Lander is Danny Garcia. I figured it out. He's going to win. This guy's going to be undefeated in GCW. Is exactly what they're looking for. Has he had a death match? I feel like I saw him wrestle the cream in your coffee. Who knows? He might have. We need to check out his cage match as well with oh. Jake Lander there. Jake Lander, Jake Lander's going to win this match easily. It, it's going to be one of those spots like Nikki Cross. Everyone's going to be fighting. Oh, I'm going to grab the belt. The uh, Opral says, where's Daniel Garcia? He's in that match. I just showed you. Jake Lander, that's his alias. Colonel Kenpachi was Sikosis in ECW. Yes, he was. Uh, he wrestled that match. I think he wrestled that one with Rey Mysterio where they did the hurricane run off the car. And it was a fan's car. Can you believe that, Gino? In the parking lot, a fan's car was dented. Car was not a plant. Can you it believe this shit? Now, now, not listed last. This is next to last. The GCW World Champion Matt Cardona, the GCW Universal Champion Matt Cardona, has an open challenge. Who is rumored to to be in this match? Like, what you know, you have your finger on the pulse. Is Daniel Garcia gonna challenge Matt Cardona? That would be a great match, but I do have this feeling because they're gonna be in Chicago. Anything could happen. It could even be punk, but I do believe punk. They're gonna. It could be anyone. They're gonna be in Chicago. Everyone's in Chicago. It's an open challenge. It could be anyone could show up. For all we know, Flair. You think it's Flair? Flair could even be there. That's true. We could have the the, the big Universal Title match. Be two WWE guys. No, there come on, Gino. You're you know these things. You're you're. I like... actually don't know who this could be because again, there's a lot of people that could be there. Again, you're melting. Adam Cole could be. I feel like you're naming guys that wouldn't show up in GCW. Like, you know a guy. We all know a guy who would show up in GCW to fight Matt Card. Matt Cardona's going to get booed. So they need to bring out somebody who's not going to get booed. Like, who, Bobby Fish, would he get booed? Probably. Okay, I, can't, I, I can't think Ed, of a What about specific. Eddie? Ed Edwards. What if Eddie Edwards walks out? He seems some, like somebody who would come out. I don't know who it really could be because I. Maybe it can't be a WWE guy. It's got to be somebody who's never wrestled there. And Eddie Edwards has technically wrestled in WWE. So we need I... to find an, a, an indie darling 
Some is it Danhausen? Look at Danhausen. I wouldn't be surprised with that, but he is, I think, still signed with ROH. So I don't know how their deals are with like GCW. I would is it Tony? Is it Tony Deppin in, on this card? I or? think he, he is. So yes. But yeah. actually, I do think since we have Tony Deppin and Ali Catch, if Effie doesn't get involved, we could have Matt Cardona face Effie. We're not gonna have Matt Cardona fight a. <laughs> would you say a trans person? We're not gonna do he that. He is a openly gay, androgynous type character. We need yeah. to have a somebody. What's your favorite guy, Vincent? ROH guys are are, are prove to me honor is real. to me that honor is real. Mana is real. A hydrate spell while I drink this water, Gino. Name some people. Get real though. Name realistic people that are gonna be at this thing. Don't. It's not gonna be that hard. Don't name anyone. So here's our criteria so far. Never have wrestled in WWE ever. Go. Matt Tape. right there. He could be the guy. It could really be anyone again. Or could he be someone who was the WWE guy who Matt Cardona made never a face like TCO? I would boo the fuck out of Matt Taven if he was, if it was him. But but I'm different. Now, in the chat, Nick Aldis. What about NWA guys? We, we might even see Nick Aldis show up. He lost Sweet Charlotte, so maybe he's going to come and win this new, new belt. That is also another possibility. Again, like I, I'm not sure who it could be again. I just thought PCO because again that's another tag maybe for WWE guy because they could just try to have this be a big heated match because then we have the War Games match after where Nick Gage will come up very first to get the Esteban fuck out Apple of says Niang Pow or literally girly guns. Yeah, girly guns. Maybe it'll be that. Maybe girly guns is gonna. Come. Maybe it's gonna be an intergender match. Maybe Camille comes out and challenges Matt Cardona. I have no idea. I think Matt Cardona keeps this belt. Is it the obvious he just loses it back to Nick Gage, or are they gonna? Or is there ever gonna be another group that might? That might. There could be in time, but again, we have no clue who could be. Like when they do it, I, I just thought about this, Rory Fox special delivery. We never got their full third match that we've been hoping to have, where they could get their real fight, where Rory Fox could finally beat the hell out of Matt Cardona. Who's fighting Matt bears. Cardona? Maybe it's going to be Brian Myers. Maybe he just comes out and it's them. And then they get booed. Everyone boos the fuck out of them. Yeah, they just boo the fuck out of them. And then the Briscoe Bros. Briscoe Bros. show up, make it a tag match. Something. I have no idea. It's going to be interesting. I have Whoever no idea. I can't wait to see it. It's going to be a lot of fun. What was um, what was Ari Sterling's name? Ari Sterling's name was... Uh... Alex Zane. Yeah, maybe it'll be him. That'll be fun. I know he was in WWE, but that's different. He was in 205 yes. Live. So he can show up, and maybe maybe he'll get this big push. I don't think it's Buddy Matthews. I don't think anyone would like that. Uh, maybe it's Braun. Maybe maybe we're Braun for glory here in GCW. Yes, Braun can just go everywhere. Maybe the Art of War Games should have been called the Art of Braun Games. So the War Games match, which they're just calling it that, GCW, I guess, they're, they're not oh, blood and guts. They're not even tiptoeing around it. Um, it's just war games. This is Team Murder, Death, Kill. I know what MDK stands for. MDK all fucking day. Uh, Nick Cage, Alex Cologne, is he one of the the Carlitos? No. Mance Warner, I know him. He likes light beer, uh, lariats and light beers. I know him. Uh, Matthew Justice, I don't know who that is. Who's Maddie Justice? Is he somebody I know? I don't believe you know. And then Effie, you said Effie was, was wrestling somewhere. This is Effie. Yes, Effie will be wrestling. I and forgot he said this before. And AJ Gray. Who's AJ Gray? Is that somebody that we know? Is that somebody? AJ Gray is a 
young up-and-coming who I do think is a real good future star. And then four, 44 Ohio. Why Why are they 44? What does that stand for? I don't remember because it's like the Erica or the part of Ohio. Prove to me honor like is real. I don't Prove remember what the 44 stood for. Got some water here for Tyler Spider. And a fire spell. And another fire spell. Is Jay Briscoe on this card? Uh, Well, this is the last Prove match. So I don't believe real. he is from Ohio. Where's he from? Uh, He's from... Aren't they from... They seem like Kentucky Delaware? boys. They're yeah, Delaware. Delaware. Yeah, that's right. See, Damn boys. Damn boys from Delaware. 44, Ohio. I don't know what the 44 stands for because that's not an area code. It's only two numbers. Um, Ricky Shane Page. I know Ricky Shane Page, RSP. I watched him and Mance Warner have a match before. Uh, Atticus Kogar. Is that a wrestler that we know? Is that is that Alexander Rusev? He's been signed anywhere you will see him. Gregory Iron, Bobby Beverly, Eddie Only, and Eric Ryan. I don't know any of these fuckers. So I'm yes. I'm picking Nick Gage. I'm picking Team MDK all fucking day. Again, I do think that would be the smart pick. But again, just to hedge my bets, I'm going 44-0. Nobody's we got to get a heels to win at the end. Rick Shea Page continues on this endless feud we're having. And oh, to me, honor is Nick Gage. Another hydrate. You you know what? Actually, the way you said it made way more sense. Four four zero is the the area code. I was thinking it was forty four zero eight because I know O I four K is Ohio is for killers. So I was wondering what the fuck Ricky Shane Page is doing. Let's do this hydrate, and then we gotta watch Matt Cardona match, dude. Yeah. Wait, you actually want to like? Do you want me to count? Can we just do the whole match? No, I got the five minute video up. We're not gonna watch a twenty five minute match with Matt Cardona in it. I mean, maybe one day, maybe Matt Cardona will achieve such legendary status where we just watch, like, really long matches of his. But for now, this one's five minutes. I'll, I'll put it on mute. Um, now, these are fucking crazy for those who don't know. So I'm going to try and make this for the podcasters as well. Uh, so Matt Cardona is wearing all white because it was his idea. Like, he wanted to wear white so we can show how much blood he's going to shed tonight. Now, this crowd goes absolutely nuts whenever Nick Gage comes out. Yes, Nick Gage, it's their, it's their guy. It's their king, their god. And they're just so fucking hyped that they he just couldn't get in the ring. I love this match. It's kind of funny it's... to watch Nick Gage do wrestling moves, though. Because he's actually he is trained to do moves. But watching him do a sidewalk slam and like, look at him even bend over right here. He just doesn't move like a wrestler. I, I don't know. Does that, am I being too critical of this guy who's a legend? Again, like you're not being too critical. Again, you have your opinion. Again, he doesn't walk like wrestling. He doesn't work entirely like wrestling. Even though he has been trained to be a wrestler. So again, that's his appeal. That's what makes him Nick fucking Gage. Is, is he, that he doesn't walk and work like everyone else? Is he MDK all fucking day though? Like I don't know if that's true. So he's having this fan hold the chair. Oh my god! I love these fans wearing masks. Meanwhile, these guys are fucking all elbow to elbow, shoulder to shoulder, yeah. like breathing on each other. Those masks aren't stopping any COVID. Yeah, this go. whole show is fucking over the top, man. There was this one death match. I forget this dude who came from Japan in a red eye flight the night before to rest that next day. Yeah, wasn't that um the old fuck that everybody really likes? Was not the old guy? He was a young dude. I forget Sasuke, his name. great the great Sasuke. No, I'm trying to remember his. Was it Kotsky Bakugo? So I'm watching. Not an actual Japanese guy. So I'm watching. 
I like watching Matt Cardona like try and figure out how to use these weapons. Because, uh, yeah, he really hit him like, what the fuck am I doing here? Because he didn't want to kill him. He's like, I got to be safe. And even, even hearing him talk about this match, he even, he like, even leading, like, walking out, he was, why the fuck am I doing this? And I wonder that with all these Nick Gage matches, like, how has Nick Gage had a match with David Arquette, Matt Cardona, Chris Jericho? This list is starting to get kind of silly where it's, it's going to become a rite of passage to have a death match with this fucking guy. Like, you know, like if you want to be a wrestler on the indies, well, obviously you got to do your one match with Nick Gage. Like, who else has this guy wrestled? He's Nick Gage. Like, I don't know who else, actually. Again, well, like, and I mean, like, mainstream. Obviously, we've seen him wrestle Janela. We've seen him wrestle. What's that guy's name? Josh Briggs. Was that his name? Josh Briggs? What's the big guy's name? I think that was. Josh Briggs, he's best. And he's the big guy like that they have in WWE right now. Yeah, him. yeah. He's. I can't believe he got signed. I was like, oh, what? The deathmatch guy? Yeah. Um, if David Starr didn't rape that chick, he'd be blowing up in GCW right now. The pizza cutter bit was brutal. I don't like. So, like I say, when I whenever we watch these deathmatch, maybe maybe it is a little believable. <laughs> yeah. Has wait, Gino has Nick Cage wrestled um, Daniel Garcia because Daniel Garcia is the best wrestler. Not sure if he's wrestled Dan Garcia yet, but uh, Dan Garcia is going to be facing the walking weapon, so we're going to find out if he can beat our favorite dude. Oh, currently shit. Impact. The, the walking weapon better make him tap, like, real quick. I don't want to see longer than a four-minute match. I want it to be a, a quick submission. See, look at Zack Ryder. I mean, Zack Ryder is holding his own in this match, and, and he does wrestling moves, and they actually this look. fucking spot, that fucking suplex. They, they look good. Wrestling. His wrestling moves look good, and that's what's funny is, oh, there's the choke breaker. Who else? Oh, somebody did a yes. run-in? Who did the run-in? Yes. Is that Mox? Uh, first, there was someone who came out to uh, Judas, and it was just a masked dude, but then after this masked dude gets in, someone else comes in. Oh, later. two count. I thought, thought Zach had him there. I thought that was real. Oh, pile driver! I do like that the pile driver is a move that exists on the indies and not in the WD. <laughs> he hate me in the chat. Did Matt Cardona get, or Mid Cardona get $5 for this match? What are paydays looking like in GCW? I'm sure he got paid a good deal again. Like, he, his tweets recently again, like, he doesn't want, he wants to get paid in cash in a fucking suitcase right away, delivered right to him right now before it comes in to Chicago. These guys are so definitely good. getting like I would assume a Matt Cardona is getting a fi like five k for this event. Like he, yeah, he here's four four zero just getting in here. Oh, so this is four four zero. So this is why they started. The, they started. But then Ricky Shea Page gets involved to stop him. They're like, don't do this. RSP. You're better than. So there's the choke breaker. That's the choke breaker, right? Chokes them onto the leg. Whoa! Look at Ricky Shea Page. Low blow. Look at that really big light tube. What's he gonna end the match with? He's got to do. So does he do the Rough Rider? He does do the Rough Rider. Radio silence. Wow. And look how bloody his fans are throwing trash. That's outstanding. He wins the GCW championship. Yeah. And he's holding the belt. Like, people hate it. That's, and you got to give credit to GCW for, for doing that, for realizing, hey, let's do something shocking. Because the obvious thing is obviously to, to give – to just, hey, you know what? We're going to keep the belt on. Because Nick Gage could never lose that belt, and everyone would be okay with it. So the fact that now it's on Matt Cardona is actually kind of fun. Yep. 
and it's again they knew that this is gonna get people's eyes because they had like their best pay-per-view rates in a long time on fight because of Matt Cardona yeah well he has his wrestling figures fans they probably all were like we go we want to watch Matt and, and then there's the people who want to see him fucking die yeah there's probably wrestling fans out there not me but there were people that probably were thinking what the fuck is Matt Cardona doing Nick fuck died at yeah, Nick Gage. They want to go see that. God. Yeah, that, that's an interesting choice. But, hey, it looks like it worked out for all parties involved. Uh, yeah. At least, and, and Nick Gage, I mean, yeah, he got screwed. He's got a bit of an angle now. This is going to be fun. And <laughs> uh, Matty Spice, he should walk out with a spinner version of the GCW. Well, card. that's a good thing you mentioned that, Matty. Let's, but, let's go to his Twitter really quick. I wonder no. what Macro is tweeting about. I wonder if there's someone like belts by Dave that's done something. You mean leather by Dan? There's some. Let's let's just check. Let's check Macardo's Twitter. Right, let me I go to let me go to Twitter some again. Some video feed is there, or video message of something. I, I think. I would like to say uh, I'm already interested in the the trending bar because Jake Paul is trending trending, and I want to watch the Jake Paul thing now. So let me just point that out. It's kind of frustrating. That. Again, Matty, again, he, he segued this in perfectly. He knew that maybe he should bring it. Oh, like no, this thing spins? Yes, it's a spinning belt. Oh, God. The new GCW belt. Always ready. He's never losing this belt. This thing's incredible. I kind of want one. Is this available at WWE Shop? And is it half would- off titles tonight? I wouldn't be surprised. Like, uh, I think it's Belts by Dan or Belts by Dave, one of those, I forget his name. But, like, I think you'd probably like, order from, like, pay for it, like, and do another replica like this. Gino, how many belts do you own? I only own one, but it's somewhere in my house. How much did it cost? How much did you spend on a fucking fake belt? It was about two or three hundred. Gino, I go to wrestling, and I'm so confused when I go to WWE. And, like, the number one thing that's selling is the belts. And I'm watching these guys pay this money for this belt. And I just, I can't do it. I, I would much rather, and this is an honest statement, I wear shirts. I would be okay taking $300 and buying, what, nine shirts. I just can't imagine. What do you do with your belt? You don't even know where it is. Yeah, it's, it got misplaced. But again, I just held, like, I just had it in a spot for me to look at to be like, this at least a replica of what they use on television. It actually had, like, the buckles. It's not the shitty fucking Velcro they do now. This is, like, this is why Peacock's $10 a month. This is why WWE Network was nine ninety nine because Their it, merch. Not even their merch. Just these fucking belts. Why are people belts buying are these belts? Much. There's no need to buy. Like, if you have a display case and you have, like, if you have a Conrad Thompson trophy room of all this shit you didn't earn, and, yeah, it's like, okay, cool. That's awesome. You have every belt on display. It looks nice. Like, whenever they do interviews at The Rock's house and he's got all his belts in the background or whatever, like, that's fine. I get that. But for us, we're just – I have a WWE title. It's made out of foam, and it's for my son. It's a little toy belt. So I, I just can't imagine dropping 300 on, look at me. Things pretty heavy. Do you wear it when you go to Raw? I Sadly, when I had it, I didn't go to an event at that time. Like, now it's best place, so – I can't currently, but I wouldn't be surprised doing that one day. JT's got a good point. You buy you buy a championship so the wrestlers know like not to fuck with you because you're also a champion. When Roman Reigns comes out and you're standing there with your big red Universal title or a uh, blue Universal title, he knows. Wait, 
that guy's also the universe. He's also the head of his own table. Is that what happened? Which one do you have? I have the uh, first WWE, like their title. That's now their big logo, the original big W. It's the, the, okay. Yeah, you got when the Rock debuted it. That's the one you got. I think it was like the Rock debut. Well, like it was the second one, the one after that. Oh, okay. Because the the, w, the first the one, Rock. yeah, the first one had a big block like champion under the W. And then once they merged the World Heavyweight and the W, they they got rid of that big champion and they put World Heavyweight Champion in smaller level letters. It's way better. I enjoy that look at that belt, but I just can't buy belts. I, I don't understand the because I have useless. I mean, I I own all my wrestling DVDs still that I have. I haven't gotten rid of these DVDs that I have. I have the network. There's no need for these DVDs. Although I will point out, sometimes when you buy the DVDs, there were matches. You would get to see the dark match, and they don't have that on Peacock. Like, sometimes when I pop in uh, No Way Out 2003, I'm like, where's the dark match? Where's Rico versus whoever? What happened? That's the one that is, like, good about, like, DVDs and even, like, VHSs. Like, the match you miss or even just stuff that they won't put on the network. Like, uh, that fucking Benoit videotape that is, like, Five hundred like a thousand dollars, and want to buy it back because do, do they do they still do? Because the kickoff shows, I, I even I think that they do this. If you go back and try and watch like the kickoff show from WrestleMania thirty one, it's not on the network, is it? You have to have the DVD to relive those matches. So if I am Austin Aries and Neville, and I wrestled at the WrestleMania thirty two pre show, I am a little pissed off that my work doesn't live on forever. Right, and, but at the same time, like. Those are two guys that don't longer work for WWE and never probably will. So WWE's like, we don't need to worry about those two or some people that are no longer here because then we're giving them exposure. Austin Aries would like, Aust- Austin Aries would still. I feel like he would still work there, and I feel like Pac would still work there. Is there anyone from AEW that would ever go back to WWE? It does sort of. I I think there is this weird, like Max Caster that he was he's advertised he's doing some meet and greet before All Out. So he might be back in the good graces of AEW, but is there anyone from AEW you can see moving to the WWE? That actually is a really good question. Because I I feel like in my head, every wrestler still wants to work for WWE. Even though after all the shit talking, everything bad that we hear, if if you're a Daniel Garcia and Vince gives you a call, you're going there. But now it kind of seems like that era is going away anyway. It really is confusing times here in WWE because if they don't want Johnny Gargano's anymore, is, what's what's going to happen without all the Johnny Gargano? Kyle O'Reilly is going to get cut, right? That seems like the obvious. He he, well, he has nothing behind him. Sadly, that is true. And what they're probably going to do since they just had this week and beat Duke Hudson, who was originally uh, Fink, Tag team partnered with uh, Shane Dorn back on Raw. And they're probably going to have have once they're filled, done with these tapings, have Kyle Riley just get buried by Duke Cuts. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I would do. And no Bury offense to Kyle. Kyle. Kyle's a great guys. tag team wrestler. It's it's Santana and Ortiz. I don't want to see them singles ever. And Kyle O'Reilly, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish were such a good tag team. And they both have the... They both have almost no. Per- they have enough personality to be a good tag team. They don't have enough personality to be an individual. When Kyle O'Reilly's walking out with a hat and a, a denim vest, it's not like I want to watch that guy wrestle. 
So it, it definitely helps that they were in a tag team. So why not go back to that? Yeah, it's it sucks. And then again, like hopefully we're gonna see where this goes, and maybe Kyle does get released, or at least he doesn't re-sign his contracts up, and maybe. we could get re-dragged back. But Bobby might be done, and which I wouldn't blame him. I I think that they'll get back together, and I don't know where they're gonna go. There's so AEW is crowded though, and that's what I'm hearing. And I I even have people who tweet at me and they ask me like, "Are you mad that CM Punk's in WWE or in AEW?" And I'm not mad that Punk's there, but I do think it kind of makes it crowded. There's guys like Hangman Page that should be the champion by now, but I mean with Punk there, even Christian showing up, it's odd that some of these guys that have been there for a while are just being thrown to the back. I mean cast aside. And I, I don't, I don't like that. I kind of wish some of these uh, WWE, not even WWE guys, because Punk, he hasn't been in wrestling for years. But it definitely doesn't feel, I don't know, it just feels so crowded. Wrestling so AEW is too crowded. Impact is a good place for these guys to go. NWA, Ring of Honor, what could make Ring of Honor good? Gino, they just need a reboot, right? They do need a reboot, and so do would be the big reboot, but. He's not going there. Would be Brian, Daniel or Bryan. Brian's yeah, no, Brian Daniels yeah. is not going to Ring of Honor. They need that would be like their big moment if they had it. They need, to, like, but they need one of the free agents. It doesn't even need to be that. Like last year, their big free agent that they ended up picking up was Ethan Carter. Somehow, Ethan Carter thought, Nah, not Impact. Nah, not AEW. I'm he going wants to-, to be the fucking captain of the ship and fix. Yeah, he wants to be the headline, the main eventer, and he goes to the Ring of Honor, and he sucks. And the match wasn't bad. Which bad? Which him one? Him and Jay. It wasn't but, a bad match, but it wasn't good. Again, it was better than you would expect from Ethan Carter. Is that's not fair because I expect good things from this guy. He's controlling his own narrative. He's trying to show me why Vince McMahon really fucked up with Ethan Carter. This is and huge. He's showing that now in his movies. In oh, in his movies. Yeah, his movies. Freedom draws. We're not watching. I, I can't believe you got Kevin to watch this movie. I'm not watching and this now movie. now he's going to watch the next one in October 1st. It's going to be great. Braun for glory, my friends. He hate me in the chat. Vleeties, how's your new gig? It's a great gig. Got a new job. It's pretty sweet. I just, I'm on the phone all fucking day, um, which is okay. I mean, you know. Um, it's funny, you know, Gino, the term telemarketer is really just inside sales now. I mean, that's what they've done. So I feel a lot of times like I'm a telemarketer, but I call myself an inside salesperson. So I'm calling people all fucking day and I'm just chatting them up. And I just say, hey, sometimes I call me and go, chat me up. Was that a rib? That's what I say all the time. I've been listening to so much, uh, to so much something to wrestle with these past couple days. I don't know what happened. And I even listened to a, a, a recent episode. If you fast forward through Bruce Pritchard not even wanting to be there, it gets pretty good about a half hour in, you know. So I, I don't know. I, I really enjoy th- listening to Bruce kind of break it down for me. I love listening to him tell me why they thought Farouk Assad was a good idea and Vince hated Farouk's hairline. That's why he put the helmet on him. Like these stories are outstanding. There always are like good stories of like back and like again the history since. Bruce can really only talk about the history. He can't talk about what he's doing now because that would be breaking the business currently, which can be still working for. Hopefully, I just, I hope, I hope for the best with what him and Vince are doing. But 
it's not going to be good. Yeah, NXT's dead. I don't know why you're holding out hope. I, I've come to terms that it's dead, and I feel very happy because it's it's two less hours that I need to follow with wrestling. And it's a good idea by them to kill NXT because now I might watch Raw again. So it's, it's fantastic marketing. And they really – WWE is so weird because there are times where – and I know we are, I always say this about wrestling. Everything is better five years later. Because people had to be complaining about 2016 WWE, but in my head, I'm just thinking NXT was good. 205 Live had a purpose. Raw and SmackDown were good. It seemed like this company knew where it was going. NXT UK, NXT India, NXT Japan. They're trying out all these things, and things are going really well. And now here we are five years later. It's like NXT's dead. 205 Live became a show where they just show you what happened on Raw. Main event. Main, remember when main event started? Like the Alberto Del Rio and Sheamus, and then the next week was like The Miz and Sheamus and Dolph Ziggler and Daniel Bryan. They made sure to have one good match on these shows because, and they front loaded it. I actually liked the first. I watched a few episodes of main event. I actually really enjoyed what they were doing with it because it was they showed a promo package to hype up the main event. So it would be Del Rio and Sheamus first. They would have the main event first. Then they probably would show you what happened on Raw. And then they would have like two more just kind of, you know, Tyson Kidd matches. So it was like the the heat, the Sunday night heat. But at least they gave us one really solid match at the beginning to keep us around. But ultimately all I'm saying is when you watch wrestling now or at least WWE now, it just seems like that direction that they were so set on in 2016, 2017, you can argue maybe 205 Live started falling apart after 2017. But main event hasn't been the same since 2014. The shows are just so lost and, and combobbled now. I don't know. I just I, I watch. I go back even just five years and I'm like, wow, there's nothing that can stop these guys. And now I watch today and, and they seem like they're getting ready to be done. That sadly may be the case, but then that just, again, I don't mind this idea, but then now my hope if NXT does that which I did I'm gonna still watch just to see where this new direction goes after these tapings from before are finished and they're now in the new age but if it is dead like at least the one glowing hope that I have that would me is NXT UK until they got that <laughs> you know that's going like soon didn't WWE Japan just close and they have like a company in Japan that no longer like they they had to report to the government that they're seizing operations. This like whole I, that might have been reported. Like I don't even remember if they even ever really were able to make that deal of like an actual NXT NXT Japan. Well, it wasn't going to be just NXT Japan. It's also their like booking shows in Japan. They had to have an entity there, so they had to be a Japanese company to operate in Japan. Yeah, they wouldn't be able to do that. Like the only way they would have if they like made a deal like worked with the Nokia. Yeah, and that's like, that's what they used to do in the '80s, and that's what they always talk about. It's like, well, we partnered with New Japan for a show, or All Japan, and we used some of their stars because that's the only way we would sell out. All the, you know, all these stories that, that Bruce has told me over the years. Yes. So, but like, they, I think though, whoever would have been like their benefactor, like worked with them, they probably knew if we worked here, you're going to kill the the vision because their entire promotions, most Japanese guys are free. They work yeah. everywhere. They're able to do. New Japan, All Japan, stuff like that. And if they go with WWE's idea, they're just going to be all sucked up. 
But ultimately, I, I I see it on the walls, dude. I the NXT is NXT UK is next. I mean, that just seems like the next thing. If we're getting rid of NXT Japan, if we're getting rid of NXT, we're getting like we're changing the logos up. It's all different now. And Ilya Dragunov, as great as that match was, he just screams to me, not a McMahon guy. You know, it just not a Vince McMahon guy. Not big enough. He's only 210 pounds, which if this was 1998, he would be a cruiserweight. And it's just there. There's there's not enough. I don't think there's enough positives there for Vince and Bruce to keep it. Because I looked at NXT like this show's awesome. This brand is great. And USA is giving you money every week for you to produce it. Why do you care if it's not living up to your standards? Just let it keep doing what it's doing. But I don't know. I, I guess it's you know my company. And he's going to make it the way he wants it to be. I, I just feel like there's a huge. I don't know. I, I, I really do think. And, and again, Kevin reminds me the Saudi Arabia deal, the Peacock deal. These guys are loaded and they're doing they're with the Fox deal. They're making a lot of fucking money. They sell belts to Gino when he goes to shows. So I understand when they say, hey, we're releasing these guys as a cost cutting measure because, you know, they've released 50 guys and the shows are still going on. SmackDown's still really good. Remember when they lost SmackDown? They someone posted like a spreadsheet and it was like seventeen people on the SmackDown roster, and the shows are great. So you don't need a bunch of guys to make a to make a good show. But I don't know, dude. I feel like this this version of the WWE in five years, when we're in the future looking back five years, are we going to be having that same reverence that we have for twenty sixteen? I do have the feeling we will. The reason being is because. WB is running this like a business and to get every year they want to make sure that their annual monthly annual profits they go up they want to make sure that it's always up compared to last year so no matter if they sign more people they use their money they have to release more people to make it look like oh look we're not spending as much now we're actually making more making more making more so each year we're going to have more and more people released just so we can get more money going up and have the things look good for us to eventually sell in like five to ten years. Yeah, and maybe. And and like I said, five years. Every time. every Like once you go five years in, into the past, you start to realize how good wrestling was. And, and I bring that up because everybody acts like they and – I, and I love the, the Ruthless Aggression Era too. But it just, it, I remember when I would talk to Joe Poppy, he would tell me how great – Shelton Benjamin was and how great some of these guys were and I agree but it also is like that's also when wrestling took this huge dip <laughs> out of the attitude era it really went from you know wrestling's getting millions you know six million viewers a week and now it's dropping to two and everybody's like oh this is great great show I love it. remember when Shelton was there he's way better than whatever we're watching now and I, I do think that wrestling fans always look back fondly on this, like their nostalgia, their their twenty their twenty sixteen memories. Because even I, I mean, like maybe there was part of me that ECW shit where I was like, why am I watching this? And but now I look back on it like, no, I really enjoyed it. Even TNA, TNA, a lot of people shit on it, like you know those crazy eras with Jeff Jarrett and the ref bumps and all that stuff. Everything Mark E D tries to tell us about. But when I think back to that era, I was like, I really love TNA. So I don't know. It's it's weird to try and reminisce in the present. But looking at what's been going on with how many wrestlers have been released, 
how good AEW is is also kind of a weird. We haven't had that metric because when you go five years back, even every time you go five years back, WWE versus TNA, WWE was always better. I mean, there was an era probably in like 07 where I probably would have argued TNA was better. But every other year besides that, WWE is clearly better. So right now, I feel like in five years we're going to be arguing, well, AEW was revolutionizing wrestling, whereas WWE was kind of just falling apart. That I do believe is true. But again, like what I feel, again, it's probably like reminiscing into the past with TNA and like comparing that WWE. When we first had for that entire run, broken Matt Hardy. Yeah. If they gave that full freedom, not just for escape, but for the show, with like just Jerry Borish and Matt Hardy building the show, it could have probably competed. Just had like these entertaining stuff that wrestling fans and wrestlers all could enjoy and it could be great. And but, but that's again, I, I, that's different though. I feel like one one Hardy segment doesn't make impact it doesn't make impact on the same level as WWE because it was so shit for a while. No offense, Gino. I know you loved it, but I just remember that pop TV era, like just really just kick, when that pop TV era kicked off and they had like the fight in the street and that might've been the destination in America first episode, but it just felt like this is such a weird show. Now it's not good. They taped three months of television in two days. So it just, it doesn't feel like, a sport it just feels like a television program and wwe meanwhile is live every week two shows three shows kicking ass wwe network they're having all these amazing things around the wwe meanwhile impact is on pop tv which no one knows where that is that i guarantee the impact viewership on watch wrestling is better than it is on access like there's no there's no way people have access tv or pop but thankfully, right now is a good time with the impact. The impact has thankfully increased and just soared where they wish they were those years ago with more people watching, even though recently they did dip in views, at least on access. On access. Yeah. That's that's what's tough. A lot of people don't have cable anymore. I don't have cable. I haven't had cable in forever. I have Hulu. I have Hulu, you know, I have Hulu with no commercials. That's mainly how I watch Raw and SmackDown. If I want to watch three hour raw, I do go to watch wrestling. But for the most part, it really does seem like everyone's... I don't know why Raw's not on Peacock. I just feel like that's the ultimate, hey, we're putting Raw on Peacock, and you're going to watch it with no commercials. You pay for it. It's part of your subscription. I thought that's what WWE Network was going to be. I don't know. I, I guess I'm stupid, but um, that just seemed like the, the, the immediate thought that I had was like, well, clearly... Now, if they ever have any problems, I thought we would get more. Because remember, NXT was exclusive to WWE Network. I thought maybe we were going to get more shows that were weekly going to WWE Network. Like every night of the week, there would be WWE. And that might have been a good idea to kind of squash some of this competition. Uh, but now that they've gotten rid of that, now now Peacock is literally just for the pay-per-views and documentaries. And now everyone's going to AEW anyway. It's well, AEW or, again, Impact Japan, because, again, they have this open relationship where you could just work everywhere now, besides AEW. I wonder how long that's going to be a good idea for. I feel like there's going to be a, a, a bubble bursting with having guys working at so many places. Like, even Cardona. 
Cardona winning that GCW title and then telling them, hey, I can't work another match until September. That does kind of suck. And I just... I he can... still showed up. Oh, he's showing up. Well, wasn't he supposed to have a bachelor party this weekend or some shit? Isn't that why he's doing it? So so that's the other... He's going to have such a cartoony Mickey Mouse bullshit match on Saturday. I can't it's wait. just going to be what makes it I the best. I can't wait to see it. That's, what, that's why it's going to be awesome because he is the open challenge. Oh, it's going to be Hornswoggle. It's going to be Swoggle. It could be Dylan. <laughs> Swoggle's coming out. It's going to be Swoggle versus Cardona. And they're going to like have a match with headlocks and shit. And the little skit where Hornswoggle runs through his legs. It's going to be so awful. But he's going to wrestle that match seriously. It's going to be like six minutes. Crowd's going to be livid. And then maybe going to be in his corner. He's going to make sure Matt wins. Maybe at the middle. at the end of the match, maybe somebody comes out, but you know, to attack Cardona. But for the most part, that would be hilarious, and I can't wait to see it, Gino. But before we can see that, we have to sleep. Now I'm moving tomorrow. This is the last. Like I said, this is the final night in this room. It's been a glorious run, but it is time to get out of this room, to get out of the pod closet, move into a house. Uh, so far, my wife says, hey, let's use this room for your podcast. And I'm like, that sounds great. However, every night when I get inside, she goes, you're so loud out there. And I know Kevin hears that same thing from his neighbors. You're so loud. Because you want to talk. You want to project. Otherwise, it sounds like oral sessions with Renee Paquette. You want to have an entertaining, fast-paced show. You don't want Sami Zayn to talk about Bob Dylan. If he ever came on here and tried to talk about Bob Dylan, I would freak out. I would yell at him and tell him to get the fuck off, the get out, please leave, please go. He's terrible. So Gino, that's my that's my thing. I need podcasts where people are yelling into microphones and having some sort of a pace and not even knowing. I don't know what I'm going to say next. I just keep talking. I'm just talking about whatever comes to my head next. I don't know what I'm doing. I, like Renee Paquette gets to sit there and think about her next word, not me. Not me, my friend. I have to keep going. And I remember last night on the whole effing show, I smoked too much Delta 8 before we started. And Kevin got mad at me because he said something. And I was like, I don't even know what the fuck this guy just said. And then I started talking about Paps Blue Ribbon or some shit. And he's like, what is he talking about? So, Gino, send me those podcast clips. Send me the clips of guys having a great time talking fast. Well, that's it. Like, I don't know if that many people are, again, as in the moment like you, like Kevin are unable to actually respond immediately and actually come up with something right off the top of the dome that are wrestling focused. Matt again, Cardona can like, do it. Again, we could we could just talk about the wrestling figure podcast. We just sit down, we could list the wrestling figure podcast, we can review it and discuss what they were discussing, but I do feel you and me again, I fill the voice. I at least give you the response so again, you say something and you actually have someone who can immediately continue on that train of thought are you auditioning is this you is are you are we in a job interview right now are you telling me like here's why you need I, me? i'm not saying i mean maybe here's why I you need me being like your second voice i wouldn't mind being that for sure like if geezy does want to step away prove to me honor is real mana is real is that a hydrate i just finished this fucking gallon of water and he cast the hydrates so at least you finished it so yeah that's gone baby before we go gino you listen to steven larson don't you I occasionally check out their stuff, but not like I used to. This almost became a new show of mine. Like, I almost became the, like, I do Cats with the Past, which I once I set up my new studio, I, like, this weekend. I'm so excited. I'm going to record some stuff. 
And I even thought of a new show where I listen to Steven Larson and I fucking argue with him the whole time because they are the most libtard piece of shit wrestling fans I've ever fucking heard in my life. And there's nothing more frustrating. And I think Kevin and I might have talked about it a, a little bit, but to hear them run, like, they were so upset when Bianca lost the championship. They were so, and I don't listen to their show every week. Maybe I'm like you where I just read a headline and I go, oh, I'll just hear what they say. And they fucking, Bianca's over. She's so over. She's the best. And I'm like listening to this. Like, did you guys not see her at Rolling Loud where the crowd was booing and so bored? Like, I think there's a perceived that she's big because we watched Thunderdome for months and we don't know what a real reaction is anymore. But I think Bianca Belair is a little stale. And I think that we had a nice refresher button when Becky Lynch came out and beat her in a minute. And then on SmackDown, I was like, nah, I'm good. I don't need this shit. And she left. I thought that was great. So I, I was yelling in my car as Larson was telling me, Becky's over. I'm like, she's not over. There's so there's something so different between, like, sure, is she someone that you could put on TV and people will not change the channel? Absolutely. Versus, is this going to be exciting? Are we going to, like, buy all of her merch? No, we're not buying her shit. Bleedies, one question. What, what do you think about that, Gino? What was your immediate take? Were you pissed off and offended by the booking of Becky winning in a minute? I was confused more than anything. Because, again, with really? that, I actually I was expecting it to be a match. And especially because I watched her interview with Ryan Satin and uh, Bianca. And she mentioned that she wanted to be the very first person to have pinned or beat all four of the WWE Four Horsewomen. And the only person she was missing was Becky. No one's done that? No one's beaten all four of them? Not at the time of that interview, which I don't think anyone actually has still to this day. Not one a, person. Has an Alexa beaten them all? I don't believe she's beat Becky. Maybe. She's Maybe beat Becky. Checking. She beat her on SmackDown a bunch in a cage. What's, what's that? Her and Becky? Alexa's, be beat, <laughs> Alexa's beaten them all. I'd even argue Mickey James has beat them all. I think Alexa, <laughs> these four horsewomen are jobbers. I don't know why people think they're impressive at all. You can yeah, like, I think Cage. Naomi. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that these four women have been beaten before. Well, not by like the same person, I don't think. Because again, it's always been times they're on different shows. Look it up. Alexa Bliss did it. Like, go back and watch NXT. I'm pretty sure Alexa did it there too. She she's a she's the fifth horsewoman. All right. I don't know why people are sleeping on that. Fleeties, one question before you go. What would it take for you to run through 2,000 pay-per-views like you did with Kevin a couple of years ago? I've listened to your 2008 episode so many times. Well, I don't even remember how we did it. We would watch a pay-per-view, take notes, and then just come and run it down, kind of like Bruce and Conrad. Uh, I, I, shit, what would it take me? What year? Now, I, I remember watching that Unforgiven pay-per-view and actually kind of enjoying it. Now that I know... The scramble match didn't count for everybody's championships. But I'm trying to... What would it take? What would it take, Gino, for me to do that? Oh, man, I mean, I would absolutely be down to join you if you want another voice to at least respond to on your show if you want to be on. Do we watch them live? Is that, our, is that, is that different? Do we watch them live? Is that the, is that the hook? Like, or, or maybe... I have Subscribestar. I could just be throwing these up on the old Substar. Maybe that's what it takes. He hate me. Maybe it takes $5 a month on Subscribestar for the monthly Vleeties commentate to pay-per-view. Uh, because, yeah, I mean, I've thought about it because there are times I go back and watch old shit anyway. So why wouldn't I just be fucking hanging out 
watching some wrestling with my bros. Or because or, or, I could do the, the the tan zone like Kevin does. Pay five bucks. Hey, you unlock this thing on Discord. Come watch. Come watch Unforgiven 2007 with me or whatever. Um, I wish Peacock opened faster because we can watch a pay-per-view right now. What time is it, Gino? It's only about like midnight here in the East Coast, so I got time, man. <laughs> All right, let's watch some. Let's watch SummerSlam, the one where Brock and Undertaker fought. It was like a six-hour show. No, that will. That's a good idea. He hate me. Stick around. Don't go too far. Don't go too far. We will do these commentaries eventually. So, do you Which know? SummerSlam was like the two big returns that I think about. That it was Triple H and the other return at the same show. Wasn't it Ray? Triple H and Ray. It might have been Ray. Yeah. That would make sense, yeah. First yeah. Back, one factor guy, one Brock. I think that – well, and didn't Ray fight like Chavo and Triple H was the king of kings and he fought King Bicky? Yeah, that's what it was. See, I've watched wrestling before. Yeah, I definitely remember that. Like, that's kind of my era. I know that Kevin makes fun of me and says that era sucks, but I loved it. Vince McMahon and Shane versus Sean and Triple H, awesome. I was listening to someone to wrestle with, and they were running down that card, and I they ran down the card, and I just thought – what a fucking time and place for wrestling. It's a, it's always good when the worst match of the show was Batista and Booker T. That means all the matches were great. And Booker T and Batista, I guess, hated each other. And I didn't know that. They have real-life beef backstage. Be surprised just like again how the fans had beef with Batista versus Big Show for the ECW Championship on WECW. Something to wrestle with. I, I don't get well Batista and Big Show that was kind of an odd like why would you even try that there yeah. and Vince gives Vince would give like he he fuck he didn't understand why ECW they were going to run smaller arenas he's like we're the WWE damn it put them in big arenas and then when 2,000 people would show up he was like what this is embarrassing we can't do this it's like no ECW works in a smaller arena I don't know why you don't want to do that just sell out an arena that has 2,000 seats. There's nothing wrong with that. And for some reason, his ego was like, nope, can't do that. We need to make sure we're running the biggest fucking things that we have. Um, what is this show? What's, what is uh, Guilty Conscience by GCW? What is that? I am not sure at all, Guilty Conscience. Is it happening right now? So it starts in live now. Let's click a button. Let's see what happens. I'll watch wrestling. This is the first thing we're going to watch commentate the whole thing holy shit this is a four hour event okay now I dropped down to two hours I, I like it now it's shorter this is GCW people for those who have not seen it so when Gino thinks they're going to have two rings look at this ring skirt Gino the grommets aren't even tied very tight again that's what you sometimes just have nice independent show. You don't need to be, like, absolutely perfect and pristine. You have a different production set. No, I understand you don't have to do that, but it's also very nice when you do that. Like, WWE would not allow this to happen. WWE has an HD television set on the on their ring apron. What's these guys' excuse? How come there's no audio? Is that on their end? Or is that mine? It may be on there, but we could just double-check. Oh, look, they're not, they weren't even live yet. They were just streaming nothing. They're just getting people ready Are they, no, now I feel like a dick. They're doing a 10 bell salute for Daphne. Fast forward a little bit. Oh, there's Jordan Oliver and Gringos. Rhino! The man beast! Gore! 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 What is 
is this a battle royal? I believe it would be, or it's a fuck fest. This, oh, it could be a fuck fest. That's that's true. Oh, you can't see this yet. It's a delayed kind of like. Yeah. You could put it on the Discord. I believe, You'll be on. Like, you know what? You'll be on Zoom next time. Geezy and I use Zoom, and, and you just see right, my check screen. out Zoom. Download it. Cool. Is that Boo? That's not Buku Dao. I thought it was Buku Dao. <laughs> Who's Starboy? One two, one two one two. One two one two. This is GCW. We test the mics uh, right at the beginning of the show. Well, you need to make sure it is working and still hot. I think it's Kevin Gill. I, that does sound like Kevin Gill. He said it's KG, Kevin Gill. Yeah. yeah he's been doing G-State stuff for a while now because JCW, like a jungle changer at structure, Jersey changer He's also been doing here, I'll put the more. screen up. I'll put oh the screen God. up, Gino. You can see what's going on Rhino. over here in screen number two. Just showing off that power. Hey, the, the man beast. Suck it. That was awesome. No wonder Von Funches hates this guy. Who is this guy? This guy sucks. Watch this, though. Definitely is that Shane Mercer? He might. Again, I'm not excited here the invention, so we don't know who win. Oh, what a roll up! The Oklahoma roll. Oh, oh, oh! what an atomic drop! Okay, this match is too good. We'll have to watch this stuff later on. We can be here all night, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight, joining me, joining Gino on our new wrestling show called uh, R.I.P. Daphne and every single week we're going to come out here. These guys would be in the TWFS 100 if Gino had something to do with it. Gino, is Rhino in the 100? I think he is. Rhino as the last East Day champion? Yeah, I'd say he is. I think Rhino just squeaks in there. I think he's actually... Like, Rhino... And I and I was I was listening to this Solon WrestleWare and... I think even Bruce asked, like, why didn't Rhino work in WWE? He just seems like a perfect fit. So why didn't he work in WWE? And that's a good that's a good question. I don't know why. Because when he joined the show and he was having hardcore title matches with Raven and then the invasion happened, they could have just treated Rhino equivalent to a WWE champion. But they made sure to make him, like, way beneath those guys. Like, why, why do that? I guess they just wanted... I don't know, actually. But then, like, years later, he goes to Impact, has an amazing run there. Then he goes back to WWE. They at least find something that does well with him. And then with him and Slater, got over. And now he goes back to Impact and has this resurgence with Violet by Design, which now he's seems to be getting kicked out from. Yeah, right. That's, that's kind of weird. Risky where he does it a single swerve, which wouldn't be bad. That's another He's problem with TNA is they just they they want to do the swerve like really. It seems like really quick. Violent by Design isn't an old thing. It's only been around for a few months. I like when factions are together for years, and you then the breakup happens. We don't care enough about VBD right now to want to see them break up or be shocked by a breakup. Their mid carders breaking up. You could do this right. later on and make it mean way more. Make it after immediately after they lose the titles. Now they're all fighting each other. But they lost the belts a few months ago. They've kind of just been in the background of Impact. Having them break up doesn't make them more interesting. 
because they're not getting well, over. It's not really a whole breakup. It's just them kicking out Ryder because he's the failure. He's the cause of the problem that they're going to fix. And then that could help build Bob Isaiah by us getting this push for Diener and Doring and EY and possibly then an eventual fourth person get to take the spot because maybe Slater's getting, well, Heath is probably getting cleared soon so he could come back. Oh, I didn't even think That's about that. I forgot even I forgot Heath Slater is a wrestler, so he might show up and yeah that if Heath Miller could come back if he's weird. And that could be what they're doing is Rhino and Heath. This is too much TNA talk for the close of the show. We were supposed to close on the we were supposed we, technically I was like done ten minutes ago. And then someone was like, hey, you guys should watch pay-per-views. And, yes, that's actually a good idea. And then I started watching GCW, and I was like, I'm actually really tired. I drank pre-workout like 20 minutes before we started, and it never really kicked in. I'm still yawning. My throat hurts. It's just been a long week, and I, I've, I wouldn't trade it in for anything. So, Gino, I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for filling in tonight, the, the temporary fill-in for Wrestle Talk. Uh, I really do. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad that you. Uh, I'm glad that you told me you were auditioning, uh, because yes, this is an ongoing audition for Gino. So far, so good, my friend. Thank you, bro. You have a good night, man. Good night, Gino. We will see you on Saturday for the GCW note session. Uh, message me if I'm watching it, because I don't know if I'll be watching it live. But I'm. This might be the the second GCW pay per view that I watch within 48 hours of it airing. Because the Outlaw Mud Show is not a good showing for them, Gino. So if they have more than one camera, maybe I'll enjoy this show. Hopefully they do a special with them having two rings for this War Games match. It's got to be better. They should advertise two rings, four cameras. Well, they like, do with the Pats Blue Ribbon. It's literally two ring match. Two rings. One Pats Blue Ribbon, five cameras. Like They should let me know how many cameras there are. Because that's actually gonna, it seems like it's going to be really important. Because the Outlaw Mud Show, there was not enough cameras. Gino, thank you so much for your contributions tonight, my friend. Let's ride off into that glorious, glorious sunset. Like I said, thank you so much for subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave a review. Follow me on Twitter, at Vleeties. I tweet like twice a week, so I don't overflow your timeline. Uh, make sure you're following Kevin Trovo.live slash TWFS. I think it's at WWE Dewdrop now, right? You got the new Twitter, or is he still Shorty G? Either way, you know what? Tweet at them both. Tweet at them all. Tweet at hashtag Happy Corbin or whatever, at Happy Corbin. So many ways to get a hold of Kevin. Make sure you're with Kevin and Tyler Spida tomorrow night, immediately following SmackDown during Rampage, right? Isn't that the new the new system? Just mid-Rampage, just watch Kevin, watch Kevin, watch Rampage. It's all the same. Do it all at once. Live it all together. But until the day that I'm dead, my name is Ryan Van Vliet. Let's ride off, everybody. Let's enjoy some of MJF's favorite band, and let's go to sleep.